0: You have a pose a matrix here. Uh, you got Dave here, uh, Eric, and Jim. Hi guys.
1: Hey. Hey,
0: how you doing? Ah, wonderful. Yeah, I know you guys are here. Everything's wonderful. The sun's shining and the birds are chirping and and everything else. So.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's no, how
0: much you're... I esteem you guys, I really do. So.
2: Sun's shining. Well, it's uh it's dark. There ain't no sun.
0: Well, you know, it's shining uh, um, somewhere in the world, so. Yeah, I'm um, shining here today.
2: It, oh, yeah, it did shine today, though. Yeah, I was out walking on my roof. That was in my yard. I live on a crow's nest up above everybody and everything on a roof. I'm a roof dweller. Huh. Fiddling on the roof. That's what I was doing today, fiddling on the roof. an old crow's nest? <laughs> yeah, well, it is because I'm there.
0: Yeah, old crow. <laughs> That's kidding. Please forgive me. You know, could
2: Nope. <laughs> You know, I, I posted this thing. I did a live, uh, a little, you know, thing. Um, you know, I don't have a smartphone, so I don't do selfies or anything, but I, I used my video cam and I was in the room. And, and uh, so this is the first time people have seen the Slim Jim version of me, you know, and everybody's going, man, you don't look, seven, you know, 68, you look 20 years younger and all this stuff. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, keep it up. I, I, I like that. I've always been accused of being looking older than I look, but, but I guess the fin me does. But you know what I did, guys, uh, since I've been. Since I've been lo- <laughs> since I've been locked up, I've been letting my hair grow back, what little bit I got. Right. I figure about I figure about two years from now I'll have my ponytail back because I used to have one, but everybody thought I was a drug cartel guy or something, and so I I figured, you know, what I don't want to look like that, and I tired of people thinking that, so I'll just cut it all off. Now I want to cut it back on. I'll put it back on.
0: Well, I want to hear you yeah. say, "Stay thirsty, my friends." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, goodness. So. Uh, tonight, if you haven't heard, folks, I'm assuming that you're here because you read what was posted, but um, we're going to do the same but opposite, and it's something that uh, Jim and I and Eric talk about all the time, and we've probably talked about this on other shows, but uh, we're going to go into specifics tonight about uh, what's coming up and what the sh- same but opposite is actually going to mean, what it may look like. Um, we might throw some uh, Bible scriptures in there, and um, but I think that... <laughs> um jim i think that in a note that you sent we're just gonna we're we're just gonna do a what if it's this isn't a thus saith the lord it's a what if and so right. we want to start out you know start out right away by saying that <clears throat> and uh maybe we'll repeat it two or three times during the show because you know just like orson wells of the worlds you know he he said at the beginning that it was uh it was a dramatization and um that was great at the beginning, but people started <laughs> believing it after, you know, five minutes if they tuned in after the the, the original part of it. So again, this is a what if, and uh, not not the, uh, thus saith the Lord, but uh, it's something to ponder, something to think about. Uh, just like when we read the um, the Q uh, Q post, you know, there there's a lot of uh, interesting and good stuff in there, and it's you know m- my estimation is that most of it's pretty true. Um, but you know, you read it with a grain of salt, and if it proves out to be accurate um, for one or two things, then you, you listen to it a little more, and then you, you, as as uh, as it proves itself to be, like I said, accurate, you know, you can you can tell whether it's fluff or whether it's the real thing. So, um, and again, it's got to mesh up with scripture, okay? So, uh, and that's where Mark Taylor and 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 Mr. Clement come in, um, because they do make the tie right there. Um, you know, I, what
2: I was hoping what I was hoping that people would do is come into the chat room and let's use it like a think tank. What, what are their thoughts? What are their ideas? What are their questions? You know, um, you know, as we're talking about same but opposite and different characters that are supposed to be appearing or showing up in part of end time prophecy, who's what do you think might play the role of an anti, you know, the, the same but opposite or whatever? Because there's things that I'm wondering about. I don't have a clarity picture on. And uh, it's going to be interesting that I Appreciate some of the input of our audience because a lot of them are pretty well skilled and knowledgeable in a lot of this stuff. And uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and of all the times I forgot to post anything today, I got uh, the, you know I I posted something on my Facebook page and I put a challenge forth for especially fundamentalists. If you think this is actually practicing a form of occult witchcraft or something like that, please meet me on air, meet me on Facebook phone or uh, Skype. And if you can indulge me and, you know, I will pray. I'll point out my hands out. Like I'm putting my hands on you, laying hands on you and I'll pray in tongues. And then I'm going to get a word specifically for you. that's going to cause you, to be compelled to go to have a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Lord it'll be either questions that you had that you never could figure out or something you're struggling with, maybe an addiction or maybe just a, a hurt that you have never resolved mm-hmm. it'll be something that will make allow you to come closer to Jesus that can't be of the devil, and this way you'll know that this stuff is real and it's not from the devil it 's from God um, and I had offers I had several today, mm-hmm. and so i've been so consumed and caught up in that i Forgot to post anything. So people are, you know, they're serious. I mean, because, you know, you could sit there and quote scripture and show them in the scriptures. But the thing is, they're already predisposed. They're not going to budge any more than you're going to budge, you know. So you're not going to convince anybody on an intellectual basis. You have to actually be able to show them the supernatural power of God working in their own personal life. Um,
0: right. You know, That's I'm, what. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, we got we got a, um, a request from uh, Wind Songs here. Uh in in the chat room and she says, Hi guys, perhaps say a little prayer before delving into tonight's theme. That that's, that might be a good idea. I think that would be a very good idea. So Okay. Uh not everybody
2: rush at one time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Father,
0: we come right now in the name of Jesus and we just come um in humbleness and contriteness, hopefully. Um you all you the only one knows our hearts, but I think that all three of us and, and a lot in the audience are humble and contrite. And we just come um, to to talk about things and to to talk about possibilities, how you may be working things and and such. And um, it's it's our goal tonight just to throw things out there and, and to talk with our, our audience and um, not just to them uh, but with them if they're if they're so willing to. Um, and just to to mull over what you might have in store for what's coming up in, in the days and weeks and few next few years to come father uh, there's so many things that are are coming out there's uh, both sides we're getting bombarded by uh fake news and and uh misinformation and it's and it's hard to discern actually what what is truth and what is fiction father so we just come to you and ask you that you would that you would open up our eyes and open up our ears and allow us to understand what the truth is and to to cast away what might be false or um might be disinformation that's put to us from the your enemies father and uh well we just we just begin to show then and and in that that frame mind that we're here as your servants and uh and everybody incorporated here us and the audience are here as your people and and we're just gonna talk about things and reflect things and and see which see what way you lead it lord okay so we thank you and we we praise you and we we dedicate this show to you father Jesus' holy name, Amen. Amen. So, you know, uh, before we get started, I got to throw a name out there and see what you guys think. Um, Jared Kirshner. Um, I think that's his name. Is it Jared? Yeah. Uh, President uh, President Trump's son-in-law. Does anybody else get a creepy feeling uh, when they, when you look at him, or, or I don't know, I just I'm like, am I looking at the Antichrist? And I'm not going to try to figure out who the Antichrist is. I'm just, you know, it's something I'm throwing out there. Does anybody else get kind of kind of a, a feeling or maybe a discernment from the Lord about him?
2: I haven't really, no. Oh, okay. I mean, because, I mean, I don't wonder about the Antichrist. I don't even know who it is, so I don't... Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. But... Um, You know, just looking at him, um, it's just uh, I've seen before and after shots. And, you know, and it could be because he's got so much in his mind and he's doing so much. You know, he's a husband and he's a father and then he's running international affairs for Trump and stuff like that. So it could be just that the stress and and, and everything is taking its toll on him. But it's just uh, and if that's the case, you know, I pray that the Lord give him strength and fortitude. and Most of all, the Lord would just lead him to the the true Messiah. but, uh, I don't know. I just threw it out there and see if anybody else, um, you know, or, you know, not, if not the, the AC, maybe, uh, uh, one of his agents or something. I don't know. One of the ten ambassadors or, you know, one of the ten kings. Um, it's weird. I don't know. I just got this weird feeling about the guy. So, anyway
2: well there's a, there's a lot of non-human entities that are mixed in with us you know fallen angels and they look just like us they um act just like us i wonder about chris wallace if he's not one of them oh yeah i do believe he might be um this is a time when the, the separation of wheat and tares sheep and goats so you know we're going to see the goats for who they are and we're going to see the wheat for who they are so yeah um it's funny i was talking to a uh a woman who took me up on, you know, wanting to have a, um, wanted to pray with me and see what what the Lord might have for her, and, and it was pretty incredible. Her husband was everything that I was and wasn't. I mean, he was Delta Force, but he was the guy that did go and do the stuff that that I never did. You know, I was in the unit, but I was in the rear with the gear, so I didn't didn't actually go and meet Chuck Norris or go and you know, execute people behind enemy lines or jump out of an airplane or anything like that. I would have washed up. I would have never made it. I was in the rear with the gear, so I didn't have to do that, but he did. He did all the stuff that, you know, that you read and see about. He was in a bike club. Um, I was too, but I didn't, I wasn't hardcore. This guy was like hardcore. I mean, he's seen it all, done it all. So he's carrying a lot of extra baggage and everything, but this guy. As a gift, he can, he can see, spot, and know a Nephilim soon as he, or something that's a non-human entity. He knows, he knows him. He's contacted him before, had contact with him. Wow. Uh, he gets flared up and upset, but he's also an alcoholic. He's, he's, this stuff has been so overwhelming. And as I got to talking to both of them, I find out that they're so typical. Once a lot of us that understand the Genesis six paradigm, once we understand that, we go to different churches and nobody understands it. We always end up getting put out or at least just, uh, you know, we're the redheaded stepchild that everybody wants to go away and not be a part of. We're the one that sits at a table at fellowship time and nobody wants to sit next to us or be around us because we're weird. Yeah. And so but the thing is, you know, the Bible instructs that we are to not forsake the assembling together as a manner of some is, but so much more as you see the day approaching. So the thing is, as you see the, the coming of the Lord coming down, it's, ha- you know, getting closer and closer, we're to be in more fellowship with one another, not less. And what's happening is all those that have sense and have known that they've been called to be a warrior, to fight this thing out in a spiritual warfare, um, you know, that are told, well, you're not going to be going through the tribulation. You're going to be pooped away in a rapture. Well, you know, they're not, and they know they're not. You know it. We know it. We've talked, you know, about this thing before. And um, most people that are going to be the the tribulation saints know that this is their assignment. It's not because they screwed up and didn't go in the rapture and so now they're punished to leave be left behind to, you know, to what to be the greatest warriors that this world has ever known. I don't think so. Um, we've always known it. We've always sensed it. But the problem is,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: They're all beat up, man. Half half of them are beat up to the point where they're questioning their own sanity. They're all alone. They've estranged themselves from fellowship with others. They don't go to church anymore. They've given up because the church gave up on them a long time ago. But the thing is, we have to have a stability to see past that. We have to have almost a, uh, it comes more natural for a woman. She has this uh, fraternal or rather maternal instinct so that she can fit in and be more compassionate and more understanding and not take things as personal, where a guy, you know, is a little bit more resistant to that. You know, if we're rejected, that's it, we'll walk away. But we have to stay connected to a church somewhere. They don't have to be, they can be totally clueless about the whole Genesis 6 paradigm, but it doesn't mean that they're not a worthy body that you can go to and have a deep intimate relationship when it comes to Jesus. They don't understand that other part. You can't make that an issue to separate you from being in, in fellowship with them. Just know that you know, you uh, pick and choose your battles. Don't start telling people about uh, Genesis six. Um, did you know that there's non-human entities in our midst, and we got to be careful of who we're talking to and what we're saying or what we're doing. And you know, I'm not gonna live. In, I'm not saying you got to live in fear, but you need to be aware of what's going on. Well, they're not ready for that, so don't even bother getting in that. But they can give you stuff to have a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Lord. Um, and that's what we all need. You can't do it by yourself. You know, I've always said the lone stranger become I mean, the lone ranger ends up being the lone stranger. You need other people to be connected with. You help them as they help you. Iron sharpens iron. So that's kind of what I was putting a lot of emphasis with them on, was that the reason why they're feeling the way they're feeling is because they're trying to handle everything themselves on their own. Right. You didn't die on the cross for anybody. You can't do this alone. You've got to have Jesus. You've got to have someone else. Remember what I said about you? If I didn't have your friendship, there's times when I don't know whether I would have pulled through. Yeah, God you know. was there to tell me, you know, and he, he knows. But we just need another human to pat us on the back, to, you know, cry on our shoulder, each other's shoulders. We need that intimacy of fellowship. We need iron to sharpen iron. We can't just have the relationship with God. We have to have a horizontal relationship with other people. So we got to find out a you know a place. It may not be in an organized church. It may not be in a domination. It could be just a little house setting with, you know, 10 people. But the four, fivefold word ministry has to be there through some of the people. And it will be if it's a body that God has called together. But that might be what's good enough. But everybody's got to be connected to somebody. You can't be a lone ranger. Not, not in these times that we're in now. So. For our listening audience, the same thing. I would say probably half of the people that follow us faithfully are probably people that don't go to church anymore. They've given up on it because most of the church is in a comatose state and they're asleep. Uh The bigger they are, the more detached they are, I think, sometimes, too. But not necessarily all. I mean, you know, the CFE was a pretty big church, 300-some people. pastor let me preach and teach some of this stuff. I got a, we we I say we got away with it about four or five times, and then the elders put a stop to it. No, we don't agree with everything that guy says He talks about some weird stuff we do, you don't put him up there anymore right and that's what, that's what he was told so so uh it can happen, but you know what? I still talk to him regularly he's still my friend. he's still a pastor that was willing to give me a voice because he believed the stuff that I said now, he was an unusual pastor because he had the depth and the ability to dig into the word, go back to the original languages. He read my book. He checked up on stuff, and he said, you know, Jim, he says, you know, I I checked up on your word usage and everything, and he says, you know, I'm impressed that you haven't pulled this stuff out of thin air. It could say what you're trying to say that it says. And as crazy as some of the stuff is, I can see where it could be sound doctrine. So, you know, you did your work. Now, I don't, you know, out of all the churches I've been to in the last 40 years, I haven't met too many pastors that had that capability to go back to the original language, to think for themselves, to not have to depend on their little denomination note that tells them what they're going to preach and how they're going to preach every week, yeah. you know, doing the job. They're They're not a facilitator. They're actually a person who knows how to rightly divide the word. Most places I've gone to, I intimidate the pastors because they don't even know how to defend themselves from why they believe differently from me. They don't even know how to defend it. So instead what they do is push me the best they can, push me out of the church so I'll be discouraged and just leave. Because they don't even have a defense for the things I'm saying, but they don't like what I'm saying. They don't know whether it's real or not because they're not capable of digging in the word to find out for themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a sad commentary, but that's probably why the church is where it's at. That and 501c3 restrictions and the way they're set up. A board of elders shouldn't be telling the pastor how to do his job. They should be seeking when they're seeking a pastor. They should be looking for a pastor. And in their minds, they should be saying, we got to pick a man. That we are going to relinquish our authority and can we follow this man? Can we trust this man? But instead they're going around picking a pastor. Can this guy tr- follow us? Can he trust us? No. And if he's a pastor worth his, worth his pay, he wouldn't uh, follow you. He would take the lead because he's the pastor and you would take the submission and give them counsel, but you certainly are not in a place to, to, uh, tell them what to do or how to do it. That's right. the pastor's job.
0: Right. But at the same and, time, at the same time, the pastor has to be answerable to them, just like you and I are answerable to.
2: One well, another. exactly. Yeah. Sure. You know, we have to be accountable. And right. if we have wisdom, if we're a pastor, we're the one in charge. The, the buck stops here is is what um,
0: uh, what is true uh, is it Truman or. Yeah, it was Truman. He had it on his Truman. Desk. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The buck stops here and it does. So I'm responsible. But if I have any wisdom, I'm going to consider the council the people that, you know, Gave me this job in the first place. I'm going to consider their counsel, but I can overrule them if I want. But if I'm smart, I'll listen. I'll at least give them a chance to voice their opinions and listen. And, uh, but that isn't what's practiced today. So all churches have problems, but in spite of all that wrong structure or whatever, we still need to be in fellowship with other Christians, with other people. So the system, like at C3, I believe the government structure is all screwed up. It is, it's going to be self destructive. And it will come to a self-destruction, but it doesn't mean that all the people in there are self-destructing. And there's good people and relationships can be had there that can give you the strength, give you the check and balance that each one of us need. We need to not get discouraged. We need to obey the Lord and follow his ways. He says to not forsake the assembling and more as you see the day approaching. Well, we're in that day, so I think we need to be seeking out fellowship. Start praying. Start finding a place. Their point, I, I said, let's let's pray together. Let's gonna, you know, this is gonna be a major turning point here. You're gonna start praying and believing God to plug you in somewhere, even if it's just a, a ten-person, eight-person Bible study in a home. That's right. a start. That's a beginning. That's where you're gonna grow. But you're not gonna grow doing what you've been doing for how many years? Twenty, fifteen years now. You've been living like this. How's it working out for you? Oh, well, that's why you called me, right? Because it's not working out. Yeah. Well, then this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. just like this other guy he says uh, uh how did he say bub or something like that. i don't know he's like hey you know i'm not some dumb kid in the chat room that you're talking to here you know i'm t- somebody who has been doing this for 40 years you know right, right. but just people don't that's part of the social agenda that you have to put up with you know mm-hmm. they don't understand who or what how the they're talking but this guy was saying well how do you know the dollar isn't going to collapse well because i followed the instructions in the word of god the word of god says that before i do anything Meaning, God, i before I do anything i'm going uh, I'm going to tell the my plan to the prophets, right. so have you gone to the prop? do you even know who the prophet oh no oh, no, 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 it's still here for today. there's prophets, yes, there is. there's people that have a prophetic gift or a New Testament prophet. It's very different right. from the old testament, but they're they're here. Have you listened to their counsel? Well, of course, dead silence no well, that's what you need to do, or you wouldn't be wondering the dollar ain't going to collapse. And then I wrote out a, a, an eight point thing. I'm going, my gosh, that's about a chapter of my new book I'm writing. I, <laughs> here I am answering something on Facebook and I got a whole page, you know, written out there. But it was a it was a seven point uh, step by step. This is what my future looks like, because I've heard the voice of the prophets. There's going to be no there's not going to be a crash of the economy. As a matter of fact, um, Trump has put himself in a position where he is now in control of the federal uh um, or
0: the reserve yeah
2: the federal reserve and he can kill it anytime he wants to yeah because we're under the war powers act right now as soon as the world health organization declared a global pandemic it put us in a state of war according to our constitution now the president is is no longer we're not no longer under the constitution of the united states we're under the the um, uniform code of military justice we are now at a wartime War Powers Act, which means that the president has total authority and control over every, everything and can pretty much overrule anybody or any part of the branch of the service or any organization because we're in war. And he is
0: the um, commander in chief,
2: the commander in chief. And he can he's the top dog. He can make decisions because of an a emergency state of war. So he's in charge of the Federal Reserve. Whoopee. he's going to put us back on a gold standard. Um and, and I spelled out all the things. There, there's already been mentioned about a year of jubilee of debt. We're going to, that's why he's pumping $3 trillion some do- dollars, whatever it takes, so that when the economy, when we first left before the pandemic, we're going to be returned just to that same equal place. Mm-hmm. Everybody across the board. Why? Because we're going to probably have a, a, a national cancellation of debt. Mm-hmm. All debts in the past are going to be paid for. We start over brand new. We start right back where we were because the economy, the stock market, everything, was better than it had ever been in over a 100 and some years.
0: Right, right.
2: And what the younger generation doesn't know, because they've probably never been taught that in in school even, and never realized that until um, the biggest trader, one of two of the biggest traders that we ever had as a president, Delano Roosevelt, put us off the gold standard, put us on the Federal Reserve System, made our money worthless made us beg a private corporation of international bankers who are writing funny money that has no gold value worth on it or anything they took and hijacked and robbed our entire nationals economy well trump can eliminate that and i said and and if he eliminates that what does that mean well that means that we don't have to pay income tax there is no irs the irs no longer exists Mm -hmm. and people younger people especially they can't Note. Then how are they? Well, I don't know. They did it really good uh, before uh, the 1930s, before the Depression. We never had to pay taxes. Nobody paid taxes. The, the government was self-sufficient, of course. Then the government still followed the Constitution. The Senate and Congress had to have whatever whatever laws um, or benefits, medical or, or retirement or anything. Whatever the average person had is what they had. They could not exceed what the average person had. Right. And it worked. That means that they didn't get an eternal life uh, insurance when they left, whatever their uh, net or gross value was. That's what they get for the rest of their lives. As long as they live, they might only serve one term. So let's say they're in there for four years and now whatever they are net what their national um, adjusted tax or whatever, whatever their annual worth was when they left is what they get for the rest of their lives every year. That's baloney. Yeah. So that's right. if that's that's eliminated, all of a sudden our government can be self supportive again because we're not having all these lavish, ridiculous things that they're made themselves almost kings. When when you go in as a regular, you know, you were a librarian and um mayor of your town and you lived on an average income that everybody else made, then in four years you're a multimillionaire. How did you make that money? By compromising everything, by letting others buy you? And so you're going to get that for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, no. Now in the old days, they just return back to their old income, to their old ways, and they're an average working person. They don't get any other any benefits anymore. They go, they were a public servant. Now they're not. Now they're back to regular life, and they live out their life like anyone else does. Not the way we do it now. They've set themselves up as kings and and priests and priests for um, decades since the 1930s. So that's a long time of putting out a lot of money. Plus, we didn't give it away to illegal immigrants and and people that never paid into our social security program. They have no right to touch that money. That's my money. I put it in there and I'm supposed to get it back. Um, you know, all these kind of things are going to end. I, You know, that's going to save us a lot. So we can be self-sufficient. We can be self-supporting. We could spend trillion, $3 trillion. But you know what? In a couple of years, we're going to make that back and more because now we have the American dream. Everybody can pursue um their expertise, their hobbies, their trades, they can make, you know, they can make a business out of it. This is the way America used to do things mm-hmm. and government kept out of their business. Um, they were only there to help and, and structure to promote things, not to put it, an end to it. What is that?
0: Um, that's that article I was, I was, oh, okay. to about. um, uh, you know, um, first, first of all, in, in a minute, Eric, I'm you know, I don't know if you have any uh, new, um, uh, info from, um, or anything like that but uh i was talking to jim before we started and yeah uh, you know, I, I love this this day and age you know um first of all we get to watch all this stuff going on but but second of all we get to to research things on the internet that you know we we can learn more than one day just sitting in our chairs than our ancestor did uh going to a library for a year um but uh, I was looking up, because I wanted to see, you know, the, the last big um, epidemic that we had, or they call it <laughs> a pandemic now, I guess. That was a world pandemic back then, too. Um, that was uh, the Spanish influenza of 1917, and it killed upwards, I think, of, uh, what, a fifth of all people in, on the earth or something like yep, that? Yeah, something like that. But uh, it was like, it was like I,
2: 40 million or
0: something, wasn't it? Um, I think that was just in Europe and in the, in the Americas. Um, around the world, it was, it was a lot more than that, I think. I think it went up to hundreds of millions. But, um, anyway, uh, I was just, while you were, while you are speaking, I was just looking at a couple of things and, uh, uh, now here's a stark difference, one from the other. Um, actually there was, um, there was a church in San Francisco that year in 1918 that decided to have services anyway, and they all got arrested and it says, uh, um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong way. Let me read this in real quick. Um, In San Francisco, California, an open air service in front of the Baptist Church, an interim pastor suggested that the churches themselves are to blame for the influenza epidemic. Reverend John Quincy Adams Henry, boy, is that a long moniker, uh, preached that Christian churches have been lamentably weak in, in moral and spiritual leadership and have not yet risen to the august occasion of confronting them. Our churches have become conventional, cowardly, and worldly. Not only the people, but the churches must repent of their sins and what they do, uh, and when they do, the plagues will cease. Um, I thought that was quite interesting because, uh, you know, there is a correlation between sin Mm -hmm. and... um, and, and, But anyway, um, Detroit, Dallas. Okay, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, And I'll only read this one, then we can move on. But it says... um, uh, Samuel Thurman, rabbi of the First Synagogue, established west of the Mississippi, affirmed the closure decision by the chief of health, Board, and he said, due to his determined action, St. Louis has been spared the terrible fate of other cities, its size, and larger. The price we are paying now is commensurately, I got that word out, I can't believe it, uh, <laughs> small compared with the gain and good we shall obtain in the end. Let us be patient. Let us hope and pray for a speedy banishment of the dread monster disease from our midst and a happy return to a healthy and normal life of the community. I get so ticked off when I hear that we've entered a new paradigm, you know, and stuff like this with this. I think that once this is over, things are going to, for the most part, kind of go back to normal, but not quite but I don't think it's it's turned our country around to the point where you know we were we were heading north and now we're heading east. You know what I mean? Um, we might be heading northeast or something like that. I'm just saying we didn't make a hundred or no. a 90 degree turn or 180 or or 270. You know, it's. Uh, what do you think about that?
2: Well, I think personally that in the spirit realm. This is a pivotal point. Nothing ever is going to go back to the way it was. But we're going to see a movement, especially from fake news. And we're going to see it from both political spectrums. They're going to try to convince everybody. This is what I'm getting really fed up with, the left and the right wing. I don't even want to hear any of their political stuff anymore because they're both playing like a couple of spoiled rotten kids. I mean, the the right wings are, too. They are. They're they're getting pretty disgusting because they're not. They maybe are more biblical-ish and can quote scripture a little bit better to fit into, you know, their, their way of thinking. But do they actually follow and believe it? Are they acting like Christ? Heck no, they aren't. They're acting like the same idiots that the left is, only they're just, you know, they're more compatible and harmony, harmonious to what I believe, but they're just a secular political wing. They are still as lost and their lack of perception to the spiritual realities are just as real as the left wing. So now they're getting everybody to to hate or be disgusted or, you know, um, angry at the left, just as the left is trying to do to the right. They're playing the same cheap worldly games instead of using exercising godliness they're bringing politics into something that they need to be addressing on a spiritual level so i'm pretty disgusted with both of them why because i represent the kingdom of heaven that is my government that is the only politics i need to be following according to what god's word is so i see two little spoiled rotten kids arguing and fighting over each other i'm like the adult that knows better because i see things from god's eyes and outside of that but so many christians are still playing the party lines with, the, you know, my God, they're playing us through the fake news saying, you know, basically, if you believe that you should stay shut in, you're a leftist. If right. you believe that you should go out and protest and demand your freedom of rights to, to roam the golf clubs or the beaches of the streets or whatever and return everything back to normal, then you're a, a right winger. If you're someone like me um, that says, hey, both of you are wrong, then you're just really confused. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I'm really confused. Yeah, because... <laughs> the world doesn't understand the things of the, of, of the Lord. And I've got to put that first. But we're being being—we're all being seduced into that. So I think there's going to be a big movement, Dave, that after the the pandemic is over, that, hey, everything is the same as it ever was. It's no big deal. End times, no. You know, look, look we got through this one. We'll get through other things. It's, you know, there's not the end times. This is, look at you guys were, you know, Hawking at for years, and everything is the same as it ever was. You know, just like it's warned in, in uh, what was it, in Peter, that, that they would come saying, Hey, everything is this way it's always been since our fathers fell asleep, and, and on and on and on. And no, it, it isn't. In reality, Nothing is going to be the same anymore. There is a pivotal point here, but by golly, we're going to have every political party, we're going to have every uh, religion—and I don't mean relationship with Jesus, I mean religion—they're going to actually, uh, they're going to come back and support this and talk most of the world into thinking, "Hey, yeah, you know what? It's not the end days. Yeah, I'm just you know, we're okay. Everything." And so that movement will be there. They're going to move to make everybody convinced that that, hey, everything's cool. And it will go back to a deafening until, until the things that Mark Taylor was talking about, the reset. And I believe a trigger, because I'm going to be very careful on what the Lord has told me. He said, Jim, this year, the trigger is going to be set for everything you've been waiting for, for the last 24 years. Well, that was the rapture, fake or the mainly the fake rapture. But now I see how it's in conjunction with the rapture. So Jim Wilmson isn't saying the rapture is going to happen this year. I'm saying a trigger. What is the trigger? I don't know. I'm going to have to wait and find out like all the rest of you. Most people with a prophetic gift can only get snapshot pictures of events that will happen. But they don't know when it will happen. And they don't know how the interplay in conjunction with other things are going to happen. We just know it's going to happen someday, sometime. That leaves all of us without knowing too much. So that our dependency still has to be on the Lord. But that's the way, that's the way I see it is that, you know, there's opportunity here or there's a destruction here, depending on how we're willing to perceive this. If we're allowed to conform it to God's plan and we know what God's plan is, then we're going to be okay. We're going to weather through this. If we don't, we're going to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, with every wannabe, um, Um, YouTube prophet or newscaster that wants to do their own thing. You know, it's hard to find out Q's actual postings because everybody has Q's posting with their interpretation of it. So we hear all these prophetic people and most of them are half wits and I don't mean to be insulting to them. They're half wits because they only have half the knowledge. They're not basing it on, they haven't gone through Amos 3 7 process. They haven't heard the prophets. So they're doing all their own intellectual guessing and figuring and mixing it into Q stuff. Q stuff is pretty much, I think, 100% accurate. But yeah. finding the actual Q quotes, now, Eric, that's. I was going to say, Eric, Eric's got that down pretty good. That oh, one yeah. guy, the medic guy that you're talking about, I've seen this Pre- stuff. Well, there's
1: Praying Medic, really, and I think uh, there's yeah. another one, X22, I think. <laughs> Those X-22 are pretty legitimate. Is good. Yeah. Uh, le- two yeah, le- has- really legitimate sources.
0: X22 has his own um, a blog uh, cast, and he has a good YouTube channel too. So.
2: And you know, and he, the other guy that's pretty good and has his own thing, uh, maybe on a lesser scale, but still totally, totally accurate and in harmony with us. Uh, Rod, who we had on our program. Mm-hmm. Um, He's really out there and really doing a good work for the Lord too. He's really got a good balance to it. But um, so Q has got an important place. You know, it's not a diversion, a tactic, or anything. Or my God, um, they quoted on one thing what um, Wikipedia had turned it completely around. So the Q is uh, something that's bashing Trump and and trying to bring Trump down. What? Huh. That's what that's what Wikipedia has it listed as. But they're about oh. as dependent as Snopes, uh, Snoops. Snoops is paid by the Democratic Party for Pete's sakes. They're two people living in an apartment that's funded by the Democratic Party, so they're going to put a spin on everything. Snoops is about as reliable as um,
0: the Onion or the National
2: well, Enquirer or-, <laughs> or, or, or the CDC. Uh-huh. Now, there's people from the United Nations. We're going to get the Center for Disease Control. Did you know? I didn't know. Did you know that it has absolutely nothing to do with the government? They always attach themselves as if they're representing the the federal government. They have nothing to do with the federal government. They're an independent um, manufacturer of diseases, biochemical weapons or viral chemical weapons. Mm -hmm. They sell them to the rest of the nations of the world. It's like being, I'm a—I'm an atom bomb maker, and I sell it to all the world, but I'm going to tell you how to survive or to restrict yourself from being harmful, harmed by a, a atomic bomb. And yet, that's what I sell. That's my product. That's my business. <laughs> and I've got, <laughs> right. I've got the patent on the one for you that you have. It's not really yours. I own it because I created it, and I gave it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that, did you? So <laughs> that's what the CDC is. They're, when we found out how reliable they are, my gosh, we ought to be honored and blessed. They listen to our broadcasts. Why? Because I guess we're too close to the truth. Mm-hmm. Look at how they—they they had bogus information on the internet, and now all of a sudden, the next day after they heard our broadcast, all of that information is gone.
0: Yeah, I've told so that to other people, and they've been really intrigued by that.
2: Actually. Well, I was pretty intrigued by it. Yeah. But you know, people that get too close to the truth get get. Uh, sometimes they get eliminated, or they're they're erased. Yeah. As if they never existed, at least from cyberspace anyway. Right. That's what happened to mine and many others' uh, uh, YouTube videos. I've been with YouTube since they first were created. So I got, you know, postings on there that, that were there since they were created. But when I got too close to certain things, now Google owns YouTube. Google has a D-Wave computer. They're into everything, anywhere. Yeah. Uh CERN has a D-Wave computer. Not too many people do. NASA has a D-Wave. What, what has Google got with a D-Wave computer? This is, this is a trans dimensional computer. It, it computes faster than the speed of light. It has to compute in a room that's at least minus 30 degrees because it goes at relativistic speeds. So you got to have it, something to cool it off so it don't burn up. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I can't go anywhere. I, two topics I cannot get a clear search engine from. It's anything on Adolf Hitler associated with time travel or associated with the, with the occult uh, stuff that they did. Uh, It's incredible. I mean, the guy on, on our show, when you post it on YouTube, I can go to YouTube and I can see the show. I cannot have any dialogue with anybody that asks questions. So that the one gal that accused me of having a demon spirit, uh, you know, that's, you know, it's not God that I'm listening to. It's, it's Satan. But yet I got a lot of really cool stuff about Nephilim. I mean, no, you can't have it both ways, dear. I mean, you know, if I am if I am possessed by a spirit that's lying and I believe that it's the Lord and it's not, then how can I be accurate on anything? Anything. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. It's all or nothing.
0: Well, God. you know, when it comes to stuff like that, you got to look at the content of what she wrote. Because, first of all, a familiar spirit is not – what a familiar spirit is, it's a spirit that's called up by a psychic, and it's somebody that's supposed to be familial. In other words, part of your family that knows about you, you know, that's what that's what a familiar spirit is. If you look at the word, it's familial or familiar, yeah. you know, it's not familiar like, you know, like I'm familiar with you. You know, I we, we've known each other for a bunch of years. It's something it's something that has knowledge of you that nobody else has, mm-hmm. And which is which is demonic, you know. So the first, the first clue was that she, she said a, f- a familiar spirit, and I'm like, okay, well, I know who I'm dealing with now. You know, somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about, but sure is going through a lot of trouble to try to make it sound like it well, does. You know?
2: Well, they were. She was a fundamentalist. She's t- been told and taught that um, these things aren't for today. Right. That um, you know, that the gifts of God's spirit is not here for today for that. So therefore, uh, if that's not here, then the demonic activity that you think is happening isn't there either. It's all yeah. delusional.
0: Right.
2: Oh, so a person can't have it. Oh, well, you know what? It's the Christian that has the demons, and that's who we kick them out of as Christians. Oh, my God, that can't happen. Well, you better, you better realize you're not going to do it out of somebody that's not saved because they're going to come back seven times worse. Why would you want to do that?
0: Yeah.
2: Now I have, you know, there was twice, and I think you were there one time for the one incident where, um, or maybe you were, were you there at that? Were you there? At, 2004
0: when? No, uh-uh. First, oh, you went? Okay. That was my first year there.
2: Oh, okay. 2004, we were having a roundtable uh, conference, and it was being televised. And all of a sudden, we heard somebody in the lobby of the hotel screaming, and somebody said, hey, Jim, they probably sounds like they're going to need you outside. They were just joking, you know. And <laughs> somebody comes in says, Jim, Jim, we need you out here. <laughs> so I I got up, but as I got up, I said, "If there's anybody out there in the audience that is familiar with uh, doing a deliverance, would you please just come and follow me?" And I'm not kidding, man. It was the Lord that had a complete, well-equipped, well-trained um, team to be with me. I got up. We did. We ended up kicking two demons out of this person, and uh, they were out of control. She was in a a, a sociopathic frenzy that she potentially could have killed somebody. Right. I have only had that happen two times where I did something with someone who was an unbeliever. One, the guy was trying to kill himself. The other, this person was trying to kill others, and it was a very dangerous situation. We commanded two demons out of her. The other guy that I uh, dealt with, we commanded three demons out of them. It at least diffused the situation for the time. What happened after that, you know, I made myself available. I never got connected back with either one of them. I don't know. So that was a short-term diffusing. It probably got worse if they didn't follow up and pursue some form of godly counsel. But uh, that's the only time I've ever dealt with an unsaved person. Everybody that I've ever dealt with has been a saved person. But we got a spirit, soul and a body. And that's where people get all confused with. Yeah. uh, um, God's Holy Spirit comes into our spirit. That's like the once saved, always saved idea. But. Working out your salvation with trembling and fear, um, gaining and losing, that's with the soul. So if Arminius and Calvinists would quit arguing about, over their differences and see how they have two transparencies of information, then when you overlay it, you get the full picture. Right. If they would see how it fits in, they'd quit fighting, they'd be in unity, and we get the full picture. So fundamentalists, these still things are still here for today. They're real. What I've challenged people, and I did my first posting on my Facebook page, was that, look, If you want to know for yourself, come on, come on to uh, to my Facebook page. We'll do a Facebook phone session or we'll do through Skype. I will lay hands on you through the internet. Uh, we'll do it like the centurion. You know, the authority is still there. We don't have to literally touch you, but I can do that. You let me pray tongues in tongues over you and then I'll wait for the interpretation and I'm going to tell you something that you need that I have no way of knowing. It's not witchcraft, but its whole purpose is not for me to look like the superhero that knows so much and is so wise. I'm going to give you information because God is telling me information through the speaking of tongues, through the interpretation of what you need that will draw you in a closer relationship with him. He gets all the glory and you get healed and you get drawn closer to God. Now, Satan isn't going to imitate that. Right. He would, Why would he want to do that? He's not going to want you to come closer to God. He's going to try to separate you and sidetrack you on something that's false. But you're going to... I can't do it theologically, but I can show you this is part of God's love that He wants for you and for all of us. Well, I was busy all day today, man, working with people. They took they took me up on the on the promises, and um, everybody that said, "Yeah, I'm interested," you know, proved to me mm-hmm. they they accepted it. They realized this is real. It's, and it's been that way. I've never had anybody say, oh, it's a bunch of bullying. That's it. But the cool thing is, and I had one person, I haven't contacted them yet. I know already. I prayed about them. The Lord said, they are checking you out. They're, they're from the camp of the enemy. They're checking you out because they're measuring your psychic abilities. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's like I don't have any. I got the real thing. God talks to me. And you know what? He's told me about you. This is why you're here to test me. On your standards. But I'm here to tell you. doesn't matter. God loves you. And here's something personal for you. Man, it's bam, bam. It works every time. I bring the kingdom of God right in their face. And they have to deal with it. So God's going to tell me something very personal about them. First, he just told me. They're running a scam on you. But it's okay. Because I know what they need. And I'm going to tell you what they need. And it's going to heal them. And they're going to see that. I. They're going to taste and see and know that I'm good. They're going to know God's love. And this is so simple. Even a kid could figure it out. And yet. that's so cool prophetic things though that's something else that is a bit cranial you have to really rightly divide the word and study to show yourself you know i mean that that comes a little bit harder that's not just some easy short track you know you can't call up uh alexi and have her tell you what it means Right. (laughs) right, oh oh, my gosh guys i gotta find the clip i gotta find this i gotta send you the clip so you can get a, a hoot out of this this is a um this is a advertisement that sounds like it's coming off as a news article and it's something that um that our hero um bill gates has provided with it's an injection or no it's a pill it's a pill that you take but it can rearrange your dna and increase your iq um exponentially all you got to do is take my little pill and it'll rearrange your dna and you know what, uh, Gates? Uh, after what I found out about your vaccine, I just don't think I want anything from you forever. Thank you.
0: Right. This, you know, if it did work, Jim, it would only be something that would kind of further the next time he wants to offer something, which might be a lot worse.
2: Hey, I'm sorry, but if he's on, if he's going to give me anything that's going to alter my DNA, I don't think right. he's the man that I want altered. Oh, yeah, if I great. need my, if I need my DNA altered, I think I'll let the Lord do that. I don't think I want Bill Gates to do it. This is where Chris Wallace, the poster child for um, Fox News. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, a couple weeks ago, I called him out. I never name called anybody, but I called him a snake, a viper. He's probably not even human. He's probably one of them that we've been warned in agenda, uh, in June 6. Right. This guy is on a Trump bashing wagon, but he is also, man, he's trying to make, um, He's trying to make Bill Gates look like he's, like he's a savior. He had a spin one time. He was doing a program about the uh, the COVID-19 virus and everything. And he was he was trying to say, well, you know, you've been warning us for years now, um, Bill, that you know that this was this was dangerous and that you had uh, the solution for it. But you've been like a prophet. You've been warning us for years. Why don't you tell us what you know about this and how uh, the voice that you've been, you know, of reason trying to uh, uh, say that you have this. Uh, vaccine that's going to save the day and that's the spin he put on it that son of a gun owns the the, he owns the patent on that drug right i mean i mean on the the covid COVID, uh 19 so it's like yeah i guess you do have a pretty good handle on it since you're the one that created it and owns it
0: right Right.
2: and sold it to china and china kind of messed it up in their process of man. See, he didn't want it manufactured in the United States. So he gave it to the Chinese. To, okay. Here's this, here's the recipe. You guys go ahead and cook it up and make it. Well, he, they did a fine job, didn't they? Huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. What?
0: You know, Eric, I was going to ask you, you know, and feel free to add what you just, you know, you're just going to start to say, but we, we do have to talk about if, if you've heard anything from Q, because that kind of fits into this mold. So, um, but go ahead and, and say what you're going to say, and then maybe if, if you know anything about Q, you can add that in.
1: Well, I was just noticing the media is really trying to prop up Bill Gates lately yep. with all kinds of interviews and stuff. That's pretty much, in my opinion, a mission of guilt. Um, right. And they're trying to protect him or make him out to be some kind of hero. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, if they do come out with a vaccine for this, don't take it. No.
2: Well, you know the con- the controversy right now that they're trying to make in a political spectrum. Um, should we be locked up or should we go, you know, back and forth, back and forth? This is all generated because Trump has destroyed Gates's ability to come in and be the savior to you know with this vaccine because he's shown clearly that there's a lot of other free and easy ways. But we're still dealing with too many unknown variables. So now it's becoming a political conflict of interest. So with a lot of people, they're gonna just gonna be frustrated. You know, and look, you know, it's easy for me to get a perspective because I'm retired. I still get my money, I don't have to work. But I can understand through my youngest son, he's got four kids and a stay-at-home mom. He's gotta work or he starves. And they all starve. And because he filed his taxes with that doggone turbo tax, they took the money, and then because they took it and didn't get a direct deposit into my account or his account, during that time there was a loophole in the law. Any creditors of money that you owed. They can take it, and they took 5000 some dollars from my son. He didn't get any of that money, the relief money.
0: Yeah.
2: It's all gone, so he has to work. He has to work or his family starves. There's no other way of getting anything more, so it's a loophole, and it's a failure. Now, those people that are going to be frustrated, don't trust in the Lord, because man, my man, the Lord has covered my son. It's just unbelievable how many different you know, things that God has done in ways to provide so his family isn't hurting, but it could have. But he's a man of faith and he's surviving through this. But most of the world isn't. And so they're they're in a panic mode. Let's just get this thing done. So that is where they're creating all of this unrest now, putting it on a political size version, spin on everything, left and right. They're creating it. So that now Bill Gates can come in and say, Well, you know what? If you're if you're not certain of all this chatter and you don't want to wait forever here's my vaccine. If you guys want it, it's going to cure right then and there. So man, people are going to sign up for it and then they're just going to disobey everything and go out and and work and do whatever they can. Um, So that's the gist of it all. That's, you know, talking and convincing them that we're not in the end times. Don't worry about everything. That's why it's all happening so that people can go on and be the, the blind, leading the blind into oblivion. But the fact is that we are in the last of last days This is a situation that's never going to fully be the same again. But fake news and everybody else going to try to convince you of it. And most people are very impatient. They can't wait. They can't tough things out. My God, if the World War II generation saw the way we are, a bunch of whiny, criny babies, because we can't stay uh, disciplined long enough to keep ourselves uh, busy, uh, being restricted, man – if you get your eyes off of yourself and start serving others and other things, and I hate to say it, even some of the world is getting it. They're volunteering to work in factories, you know, for really cheap wages, just so they can help out and make masks or make uh, smocks for the doctors to wear. Because in some spots, believe it or not, guys, this isn't baloney. People are dying in masses. I'm afraid hearing from Detroit, Detroit, the city alone itself, has more deaths per capita than most cities in the entire world, all around the world. They're like I think maybe like number ten now. Um but per capita they're still number three, uh New York and Los Angeles being the two worst. Although um you know s- stats per capita um Eric, you're because of that one canning factory, man it's up high, but it's per capita. I mean, you guys are scattered yeah. around. You, you live yeah, that, in
1: such yeah, wide so what area, the, open areas. Yeah, yeah, the story on that is basically every single county in my state has literally uh, flattened off. Um, and there's only two larger counties where I live. And uh, the majority of our cases are concentrated mm-hmm. with Smithfield directly. 70, 80% of our cases that we do have, <laughs> really? right? Right, and you know, so the rest of the city is is, is not experiencing that. Huh. So, um, in fact, they initially had figured they were going to need like 10,000 beds at you know peak. Well, we've literally cut that down by 75%. So they're only expecting 25, 2,500 beds required at peak now, and it keeps dropping. So um, it just seems like everything's going in the right direction, in, in my opinion. So and if you you haven't been able to tell, there's all kinds of other Smithfield or pork packing plants all across the United States. Mm -hmm. Same thing was happening there as well. That's like a chain chain domino effect. They just they just they just like to hammer on us um, and, and really go after our governor. So. but
2: Well, the other unique thing, and this is what Trump kind of brought out sarcastically. You know, Trump is a smart. Can I say it? Smart ass. You know, he was before he was a Christian, but, you know, he still is. And so even as as a Christian filled with the Spirit, he's still got that, I think, a very intellectual, smart-aleck attitude. You know, and I can relate to it because I kind of have the same thing in a way. But I I try to be a little bit more toned down. I've been following the Lord for 40-some years, so I should know better. The Lord lets me think like an idiot. I just can't act like one. And verbalizing, I usually, fortunately, don't. But... There's some times where you just can't help yourself. And so he was um, being interviewed, you know, when he was being interviewed, he says, uh, well, he says, yeah, that the one in South Dakota, that um, that company, what was the language barrier that they had? Oh, it was Chinese, wasn't it? Yeah. And who owns that company?
1: Well, the, Ch- <laughs> yeah, the, the Chinese, the Chinese own it and they don't. Yes. they don't care. But the thing yeah. is, the other thing yeah. that's going on is um the you know there's 3700 workers in that plant and you know majority of them are are immigrants um you know so there is a language barrier with a lot of them a lot of them were actually paid additional money to come to work bonuses I'm, right in spite of all this so they may might have been aware of it but um
2: their backs are up against the wall like everybody else. They gotta provide for their family. Well, what they're do,
1: fear, you know? fear, yeah. You so can't that's blame what it, them. You can't. That's, blame what it, them. that's what it is because uh, right. they're you know this employer will threaten them to fire them. Well, what they do is they do intimidation. Like, well, this is the only job you can get. So you uh you need to come to work. Otherwise, you're not gonna you. work.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not yep. bashing the Chinese by no means. These poor people are just – they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They're just everyday people like us. They just want to take care of their family. They just want to get through life in a peaceful manner, and they're being intimidated. You know, and they were they, – you come, go to America, work in America, we'll pay you double. You know, we'll pay, we'll pay you good. You just go over there and, and work for them. And, you know, the Chinese communist government is the one that had set this up. You know, they got an internal bomb going off. They don't need a suitcase atomic bomb. They got it right here in the people. Pay them a little bit more, get them over there. You know, they're already got the COVID virus, uh, you know, ready to spread out. This was pre-planned by them. Um, you can't tell me that it wasn't, but it does you can't blame the individuals. They're just trying to take care of their families the best way they can. They don't realize that they're being duped and, and, and played his pawns in the whole game um, my gosh if you want to believe what uh, again what the voice of the prophets say they're saying that that China is destined to be a main supporter of Israel someday it's if you listen to the evan- the um, missionaries that are over there China's going through the biggest revival right now than anyone they're all becoming Christians they're going to be the biggest Christian nation on the planet that's how fast they're converting and they're going to support Israel that is awesome Gosh, that's that you know what that means also. The Communist regime, your days are numbered. You're going down. You're well, com-
1: And after com- this, communism is one of the three frogs, right? It dies.
2: Yes, it is. It, and they die. They, they definitely die big time. But the people of Russia, I mean, the people of uh, China don't. You know, when I had that, when I showed about the, um, the, um, invasion. Of the uh, the locust invasion, it, that it wasn't 200 million Chinese, that it was 200 million something that has never existed before and will never exist again. I guess that went, I guess my videos over there went viral. I mean, I guess I'm kind of known in China. I don't even know anybody in China, really. But I heard that my, my um, videos went viral over there because I gave them a new hope. Man, you're not the end time army that wipes out Israel. This is an army of entities that have never been before and never will be again. They fall upon a sword. They're not even wounded. This is this is Skynet become reality. This is, these are um, some kind of ungodly cybernetic, um, you know, part human, part not human entities that are almost what's the um, Terminator kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's being cranked out these underground laboratories right here in the United States of America. And probably Russ Jezdar, if we can ever, you know, finally connect with him and bring him on, he's got the handle on that better than probably anybody else on the planet. um, The super soldiers. Um, And what he's doing, man, I'll tell you, the times that we tried to get him on a show that never fit before, I didn't know a lot of the information that I know now, or I would have been struggling with it. But now that I know what I do know now, and I understand his ministry, he's an american hero to me i mean this guy is he's going in and preventing some of these people from being put on the slave markets kind of like what what trump has already been doing when when you hear all these underground earthquakes and explosions like in new york they don't have any fault lines in new york so what is an earthquake happening there he's blowing up the underground tunnels where these people these kids that have been raised for nothing more than sacrifices he's setting them free did you know that 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 ship is leaving New York now? It's going not know that really. Yeah, it's huh. going. But you know what? It's going loaded with those kids. They're yeah. being taken to safety.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know how much how much detail you you know, no, you go know ahead. about that, but it was in it was in New York that it happened, or at least I could I could tell. Maybe there's other places as well they were doing it. I'm Los not Angeles. necessarily it was could be there as well. Uh but you know, I guess they've they sent the police down in the tunnels and it was, it was absolutely horrible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, bodies stacked on top of each other. Kids that were literally born and never seen the, the light of day.
0: Right.
1: They had, um, they had, they had to bring barf bags and stuff. Um, Cause it was, it was so disgusting. Yeah. Um. In mm-hmm. fact, some of the, the, the dad, uh, uh, had bite marks on them. Uh, probably because you know the kids weren't getting any food or anything like that. I mean, but they were literally just raised as cattle, uh, for sacrifice, sacrificing.
0: Right. It was right. Just
1: horrendous and horrible. Um, but I
2: saw I saw a video on it, and I had to I had to watch it in sections. I couldn't even handle it, man.
1: No, you you can't. You, I know. You know, it's I don't I don't I don't you know, and I don't know how much. I don't know how much of the details of this will fully come out.
2: Right. I don't, I don't see, I get an
1: indication stuff. from Q that only a certain percentage of the information is going to come to light. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough of it will, um, you know, that, you know, these, these people will be brought to justice for, for what they've been doing. So,
0: well, you know, you think about it guys um, to you and me, you know, we, we find it, we find it easy to accept that this is the truth. Okay. Because we've seen some pretty weird stuff. We've heard some weird stuff. Right. Right. Weird stuff. But the regular, you know, Joe and Mary Christ or American out there, you know, that thinks that, uh, you know, the American dream is still alive and that, you know, that we're a Christian nation and stuff like that. They're not going to want to believe this. And they probably won't believe it even if it did come out to light, you know. And and what if Trump did release it <clears throat> and a bunch of these people didn't believe it? It could drive them over to the other side so that they'll vote the other way.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, back twenty twenty seven, twenty ten, 2010, around in that area, I didn't know any of this stuff. I, I saw somebody gave me a copy of the book, Transformation. Uh,
0: what is it called? So Transformation of
2: America. Yeah, Transformation of America. I didn't. I started reading. I go, oh, this is ridiculous. No way. I, I, I can't even finish reading. No, I I can't accept that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't bother reading it. I just, you know, it was too much for me then. Right. And then as I got more and more understandings, and that was the first time that we ever attempted to get Russ Dizdar on. And I just, I didn't understand it. Right. I probably would have never. It was God keeping us separated until I got up you know, caught up to speed and realized what was really going on. When I heard about Pizzagate and everything, and I go, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. I think I heard, you mean to tell me this stuff is true? So I started digging into it. Oh, my God. This is, now, where the light bulb went off for me, when I saw exactly what they were doing, who they were doing it for, I'm going, whoa, wait a minute. That is the same sacrifice that they used to do, the 10 northern tribes, you know, when they got separated from the rest of um um, Israel and went north and they went up to Mount Hermon and they started sacrificing and passing their children through the fire in the Hebrew that's exactly what they were doing It's what these elites are doing oh my god it's the same darn thing that they were doing there on Mount Hermon mm-hmm. oh my god this is real yeah. why would I not think that it wouldn't if, if when I made the connection that this was biblically the same thing that they were doing back then the world elite was doing that back then it's the same as it ever was. And again, it follows what our theme is going to be and we'll eventually get into is the same but opposite. Right. There right. was one that sacrificed its body and blood. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Right. And you have redemption. So Satan comes and does the same but opposite by right. taking the most innocent of innocents. And eating their bodies and drinking their blood, literally mocking God and everything that he's accomplished or done. Once you see the same but opposite pattern, you see that everything that God has done for us, Satan is mocking in an opposite way and making a mockery of everything that God did. Uh huh. It's yeah. sick and twisted. That's when the light bulb went off. And that's when I started studying more of the work that uh, Russ Dizard was doing. And I'm saying, oh my gosh, this man's a hero. And I yeah. didn't even understand exactly the level or the capacity. then I find out he's Delta Force. I was in the rear with the gear, but I was too, and now all of a sudden I got a whole sense of appreciation. I know what them front guys are like, and I always admired them, mm-hmm. and I'm going, Wow, man, if God's going to pick anybody, it should be a badass like you, man. <laughs> Excuse the French, but i mean yeah. he's right. he's the guy that can be the arm of the Lord to carry out He has saved literally saved some of these people from death mm-hmm. um Incredible ministry that he's got. Controversial, some people would say, no, we can't be that passive, but I say, no. I think God definitely blesses and honors someone who's going to rescue innocents that has been raised to be nothing more than cattle and sacrifices.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And amazing.
2: so, yeah, we were living in those kind of crazy times, man. And again, what identified it for me was the same but opposite. Once I saw that pattern, I go, oh my God. This all makes sense. Hmm. So my thing, my thing, and guys, you know, I, I was saying to you, you know, we've we've covered a lot of different same but opposites on a lot of different things, but so I'm kind of wondering because I got a kind of handle on on the same but opposite as far as the two witnesses, who are going to be the fake two witnesses? How are they going to come and what are they going to be like? I'm curious as heck about that one.
0: Well, that's one of those things we're going to have to wait and see till it actually happens. I mean, we're well, here but, at that time.
2: Well, um, but there's there's got to be hints and suggestions. I think I got to – yeah. You know, I think I'm going to be around to know that, so I'm kind of interested in knowing who the opposites are. Um, that'll be interesting, right? So I mean, that's why I was hoping maybe our audience could help us out with that if they've gotten any dreams and visions. What a good example, the locust invasion. Now the locust invasion has been every theorizes it being helicopters because they look like a locust and they, and they do uh coming up something is coming from inside the earth to the outside of the earth and it's described as locust invasion and it gives eight descriptions uh reference points to what these locusts look like and we have the technology and I had a woman I was going to bring her on to the show but it was just we never got a chance to make the Uh, thing. She's a very sincere Christian, a very young girl, but she's definitely got a gifting of, of the prophetic. And she was first got a hold of me because she didn't understand these dreams. She didn't understand. Um, she was not a pre tribulation rapture gal or anything, but she couldn't understand these crazy dreams that she had. And she saw scientists that were very evil scientists and they were making, they were genetically modifying insects to make them look like these locusts coming out of the bottomless pit. And she was saying, so I don't understand this. And then when I was when I was working with her on this and listening to her dreams, at the same time I was praying, Lord, what so where are they making these or what are they doing here? I mean I always, I had always suspected. Remember, I told you guys even, I said, wouldn't, wouldn't be like saying to go ahead and make a a grasshopper with a human head, with a scorpion's tail, with, you know, and and concoct something like that and then release them. So maybe that could happen. Well, on an obscure island off of Indonesia, there was a special kind of hornet, uh, a hornet, a wasp. Now, hornets can sting you multiple times, you know, and, and, uh, but these things, the average, uh, hornet in my state and pretty much everywhere that, you know, in any of the states is only about maybe an inch, three quarters of an inch to maybe an inch and a half. And I'm, I'm, I got some immune tolerance to them. You know, they'll make their nests in all kinds of crazy places, even in the ground. One summer I was uh, doing the lawn in shorts and I had shoes on. I think I had, um, Flip-flops on. I didn't. Even, wasn't even wearing socks. And I kept running over one section of the lawn. And every time I did, I was felt stings. And I thought it was just hot grass, you know, blowing up, coming up, you know, on my feet. So when I got in the house, I kept wondering how come that one spot I kept feeling stings all over me. I looked down, and I had probably 25 stingers. Now they. A wasp can sting. A honeybee can sting, and they pull their stingers out, and they're dead. Right. These things were stinging me multiple times until finally I brushed them off, and, <laughs> and I pulled. So I had these stingers still stuck on me, about 20 of them.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, ground hornets are extremely aggressive.
2: Well, and and they were. And I thought it was just hot grass because I was stupid enough to do it in my shorts with no you know, flip-flops and no socks on. And uh, when I got in, I saw what it is. So, I mean, I can take mass doses of, you know, of this toxin. These things got, they escaped from this obscure little island in Indonesia and through international trade and commerce. The next thing you know, they got into Germany, got into France, got into Great Britain from Great Britain to Canada. And guess what? They're on the eve of attacking now in huge swarms. They are three and a half inches big. Wow. Yeah, oh, Cute. I mean, a half—that's a big bopper of a hornet.
1: That's huge. Yeah,
2: and they're yeah. getting ready. They're they're getting ready to swarm in on Seattle, Washington, huh. in the United States. Yeah, and that's how they migrate. I mean, this and because they're a dominant species, they're aggressive. They oh man, and the worst thing, you know what their main food is? Honeybees.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
2: Yeah, it is because honeybees are what pollinate everything and anything. I kid you not i'm I'm a a gardener in a sense everywhere I've ever lived I've had gardens so i I'm aware of sunlight, where the position of sun is, where the shades are, where my plants are mm-hmm. and from my mom and my dad coming from farm, you know things I know way too much about flowers and stuff that a biker should have never known about, but that worked out for me in other bad ways that we'll get into someday, but not now but anyways, I know a lot about the the gardening aspect of things and um I noticed that honeybees started, they they disappeared. I had to pollinate my own vegetables in order to get any kind of crop at all. And then I started letting the yellow jackets, because they seemed to be the only ones left that were pollinating anything. Right. So I'm not kidding you. In 2016, some major changes happened in our land. In 2016, honeybees started reappearing out of nowhere. I didn't have to pollinate anymore. 2016 was when some guy got elected as president that shouldn't have been and said that he was going to make America great again. And I think God in some small ways was saying, see, I'm going to begin to restore and heal the land already. All of a sudden, I'm not the only one hearing it, but other gardeners said, man, all of a sudden bees are starting to appear. They were dying out and, and gone, and now they're back again. I don't know. I don't believe in coincidences. To, so to me, that was a major sign too to confirm it that, that God truly was with Trump. He's onto something. He's gonna do a lot of good things for us. So mm-hmm. um, that was just crazy. So, anyways, I do think whether whether that is literally them or maybe a form of it, but genetically something can be modified to make it look like this locust coming out. But when you have eight points of reference, it gives a definition. And the Bible can give a further definition of what those things are in a literal way. I mean, literally, they're coming out from uh, inside a hollow earth. But figuratively, they're meaning something else. And they're actually saying that, long story short, that, that these locusts are not locusts. They are a body, people of group. That is outside the plan and providence of God. They are the right. pagan or heathen nations. So this is a heathen pagan group outside of the plan of God. And all the descriptions, Stephanos, they got a crown. They're a famous warrior, highly respected. They look like some famous, um, um, good guy. Um, they have the long hair of a woman, meaning that that's their beauty. That's their vanity. So they're going to be good looking. Um, what was the other? Oh, the tail of a scorpion. A scorpion is a false prophet that teaches lies. The head is the Lord who teaches truth. So these are, they're going to come out as false prophets and teach lies. Um, anyways, long story short, it's the Nordic type alien. It is the blonde haired, blue eyed Nordics that are pretending to be angels of God that are going to be false prophets, expounding us something. So this isn't an invasion of, um, you know, like um, Independence Day, these are going to be more like a deception where they're going to pretend to be the angels of God coming back with a cosmic Christ, and they're going to be as false prophets working these signs and wonders and, and in the last days, but also preaching a counterfeit gospel. Mm-hmm. And that is something in the same, but opposite of the Lord, providing their own alternative to salvation, their own alternative to an eternal body. And an eternal environment. This is where CERN working with, you know, creating an eternal environment and then them giving us a, I guess you might say, what, the ultimate um, avatar, the ultimate, um, what movie was that with um, Bruce Willis, um, where they had, they could download their consciousness into a machine and assume a different identity. What was that called? Surrogates, surrogates. Oh, okay. So that rather than being an RFID chip, although I will never see me take an RFID chip into my body or pill from Bill Gates or anybody else, uh, anything that's going to mess around with my DNA, I think I want to stay away from. Um, but, um, Rather than that, this is going to be an offer of an eternal body that will never get sick, it will never die, and you can live forever. So just transfer your consciousness into this body, and, of course, it's going to have an i mark on it, um, and it'll be Satan's mark, and you'll take the mark of the beast, and not God's mark of protection, but Satan's mark of damnation. And guess what? You get to live forever. You'll never die. So when you're thrown in a lake of fire, you <laughs> yeah, that's what you wanted. That's what you got that's right sorry that's you right can, you can do the backstroke with satan and his followers uh hit the the uh fallen angels because you're going to be consciously aware of everything you don't get to have a second death you get to live forever that's what you wanted you got the package deal so the mark of the beast then being an offer of being you know downloaded into this uh, remember the movie metropolis made like 1927 where that was the very theme of the whole thing where a human a transhuman became human machine became self-sentient aware and integrated with a normal human being when the normal human being downloaded its consciousness into this avatar and became something mechanical that was like a human being crazy stuff i mean who would have thought in 1927 they were already planting and suggesting that idea for the coming cosmic christ to offer
0: eternal body not to mention all the um the uh, experiments that they've done with the sperm and ovum that they've gotten from um, from humans that have been abducted. Yeah. You know, and you know, you can you can you don't need the sperm and ovum anymore. Um, they can take any of your cells basically. Um, uh, and, and from your, your hair. DNA map. Yeah. Yeah. As
2: long as they got the full
0: DNA map. I mean, no. you now think, think I mean, about that the next time you go get blood at the Red Cross. Uh, <laughs> you know. You know.
2: I, well, you know, and you take these, um, my daughter was big time on it and I have a good friend that she did the same thing. And my gosh, she found a very personalized story that she was related to one of the founding fathers in our country. And the story is just phenomenal. It is so cool how you can get detailed information about somebody that, you know, was back in the 1700s. And she did. But the thing is, I don't want to rain on her parade, but the thing is that when you go and get those things done, my daughter did it. Now they got your full DNA DNA marker, and now they're going back to your family and telling you all these cool, neat connections, but you just gave them everything they need to make a weapon to take you out personally, specifically.
0: Well, you know, to be be quite honest with you, I think they've been doing that for years because every time you go to the hospital and you draw blood, who's to say that the rest of it doesn't go somewhere else? Or, you know, if you give a a tissue sample for something, they can take it from there. or uh, You know my goodness they can take it from your spit <laughs> you know so yeah yeah um, yeah I think that they've had our, our information stored for a long time so that when I did do the DNA thing you know I was like oh well they've got it anyway you know and if they don't have it now they' get there's plenty of ways that they can get
2: it so, <laughs> you know And I love when you told me about your result oh gosh there was just 20 million jokes that I could come up with and, and use
0: but but well, I'm waiting you know. for you to go get yours because you're going to have just as much of that. <laughs> <energy>. <laughs> I don't think I want to. I, no. I
1: have done the DNA tests for Ancestry and I think 23andMe. So mm-hmm. I guess I, I have my genetic markers now. So, right. but so what are you going to do?
2: What do you say about you then?
1: Uh,
0: He's going to laugh at you. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not.
1: Well, I, well, I, I guess I, I, the question I've got to ask is what what did you discover about yourself that you didn't know?
2: I never – not me. I didn't – I never took how, it. How about my you, Dave? Daughter, my well, daughter just, did. For me,
0: it just confirmed a lot of things. You know, uh, it confirmed, you know, where my answers had come from, and it just gave me more of a percentage of where, where everybody came from. Uh, Jim, I'm curious to know about, you know, your daughters, and I don't want you to reveal that on the air, of course, but how no, much no, no, that- there's nothing. How much of that um Neanderthal DNA did she have?
2: <laughs> I like I love that. You know, the thing I, is the Neanderthal does not you know, we think Neanderthal, we think, you know, primitive hunchback, back, you know, <laughs> monkey man. No.
1: The no, Neanderthal
2: the just the opposite. The Neanderthal were probably the embodiment of the sons of God when they manifested in physical form, they manifested as the Neanderthal. The Neanderthal had a brain capacity much larger than what modern man had. But the other thing that they had, which confirms what the Bible says, they had five times the strength of a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Five times. That's, you know, that I mean, think about that. The the baddest, biggest football player, make him look like a wimp. And that's exactly it. They said they're such tyrants and bullies, you know, that they had strength beyond any uh, human being. So, this was probably the embodiment of what the sons of god had manifested maybe, know, maybe only 200 but you know their offspring still had to have some of the residual remains of that because you know my claim has always been that the, the nephilim and the Gibor, which were the bodies of the sons of god were two totally different entities and there's two totally separate and i love that about my museum i've got The skeletons of a 30-foot pre-flood Nephilim, I've got the post-flood Nephilim at 15 feet, and then the modern-day human. And when you look at the skeletal remains, all of the evidence that we have and all the different theological ideas that we have of who they are, it blows it all down to, I had it right and everybody else had it wrong. And I'm not saying that patting myself on the back. I had it right because Daddy told me that this is the way it was, in spite of everybody else that said it was something different. But when you put it all together, it only makes a, it only comes out to one thing, and that was the descendants of Cain after Cain killed Abel, and the rest of him and his descendants were sentenced to wander in the land of Nod, east of Eden, which was inside the earth, away from the surface of the earth, away from the face of God, to be hidden in the earth so that he wouldn't be killed. And a mark was given him. A mark, I think 30 foot tall, is probably a pretty good mark. Uh, I don't care who you are or what you are. When you're 30 foot tall and you're contending with somebody who's 6 foot tall, <laughs> game over. I'm sorry.
1: I I know that I have quite a bit of Neanderthal DNA. I really of that yeah quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, now
0: if you're from europe you most likely have it if you're in
1: yeah bizarre. well that was pretty much the ma- mm-hmm. majority of my composition anyway but if and, and um,
0: asians too a lot of asians chinese and stuff like
1: that. yeah that's that's the weird thing i it, that's interesting that 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 is the case but it is um well you know but, really...
2: it's funny about dna i mean it it's it crosses some borders that you don't think would actually be to, so that, believe it or not, Indians, um, dots, not arrows. And I had an American Indian tell me that, you know, we really don't like that when you say that about those dots and arrows. I said, well, sorry, about this. you know, it's what it's come down to. He's, yeah, I, I get it, but most Indians find it a little bit, you know, they don't like that. Okay. Well, the dots, the Indian, India, Indians from India, um, they are actually genetically Caucasian. They're just yeah. dark Caucasians, kind of like white chocolate. Just, I don't get it. No, nah, nah, nah. chocolate is is brown, black. It's it's not white. It's just that's unnatural. So a black white man? <laughs> it's just kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because some of them Indians are pretty dark, but they're Caucasian. Genetically, they're Caucasian. But, you know, doesn't that explain something, though? Um, Hitler was enamored with the Aryan race, which was they, w- which were Indians um the Indo Aryan race. That's what, you know, they so there was a connection with the Aryan, the true Aryan being um, you know, from that area, from the Himalayas and everything. That's why he had that connection with them. He saw them as spiritual Aryans, the true Aryans, survivors of Atlantis. So um color had less to do with it than a lot of people think. It was your bloodline and predominantly a negative um RH Negative bloodline seems to run more in the um, Scandinavian Nordic type um, bloodline of uh, what a true Aryan or survivor of uh, of a direct connection between those that live inside the Earth and those around the outside of the Earth. Cain's descendants and all about Cain um, seems to run high there. Now that was something that my daughter had found out that there was a, a large amount. Mostly our, her side of the family, the Irish side of the family, her mother's side of the family, were predominantly, um, um, Rh negative factor. And, uh, that is something that the, the Nazis always proved was their direct descendancy to the gods as opposed to mud people or, um, what do they call them? They call them mud people or monkey people, which were Rh positive meant there was a direct connection to the rhesus monkey. And therefore, some kind of evolutionary process so that people that had O positive were people that were created from the primates of this earth, where RH negative was extraterrestrial in origin. And that's where, you know, a whole thing. So a biblical perspective would be they were the augmented humans that were manipulated from genetic manipulation of the sons of God when He came into the daughters of men. So. That's rather a, a unique. You know, it says that the whole world was con- contaminated. Well, some of them were contaminated by a direct um, interbreeding, and others were contamin- contaminated by augmentation. So they were still fully human, but they were augmented. Um, right. You ever saw the movie Gattaca? Perfect exclamation of what a pre flood world, where they had gotten her, um, genetics to a point where they could. The rich elite could prefabricate their babies before they were born well you want an iq of this level okay and we can give that to you and you want them athletic billy at this level we can do that we can have them you know they could tweak them out genetically and make them enhanced so that norms which were normals um got the jobs as janitors and other things they were restricted from a job like being a uh, an astronaut so in this movie the background um this man was dying of a terminal disease he wasn't going to live and he wanted to pass his ability- he was already approved he was the augment, and he was already approved to be an astronaut and he found this guy that really wanted to be an astronaut who was just a norm, but he knew that this guy had the capabilities of doing it, so he passed on his blood and everything and and faked it out so that this guy could end up becoming an astronaut and It was a pretty cool movie, but it shows you how one can influence the other one can end up being the dominant species and the other one who's still capable but just a normal falls behind. And so you can see where if an augmentation program like that was offered before the flood, you have some that are supernatural by mixed breed, but you had others that were just augmented. And mm-hmm. so you have a little bit of both. And we have the scientific fossilization evidence of both. So right. it, it makes all the sense in the world.
0: Um you, you you brought up the Rh factor um earlier, Jim, and I don't know if you know this. Um I learned this in nursing school and I was in my fifties when I learned this, but um if a woman is Rh negative and the baby that she's carrying is Rh positive, there could be problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so what they have to do is usually the first the first baby is no problem because after the first baby your body actually realizes that there was a threat during your first pregnancy and it produces antibodies that will try to destroy the, uh, the RH, the RH positive, uh, anything that's left in a woman's body after the baby's born. Um, and they also have to get those shots during the pregnancy too, uh, after, after the first child. So, um, uh, the, the RH negative mother's, um, body actually produces antibodies that will destroy the, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, so on babies. If they're, um, if they're Rh positive, uh, in other words, if the father was Rh positive and are taking on that characteristic, so um, it's weird that that would happen, you know, in in the human species, you know that um, that that there's that much of a, a difference between Rh negative and Rh positive blood, and uh, I, I just wonder if it's always been that way or not, you know. So, well,
2: you know, there's some connections that we don't really. Understand, and it doesn't mean evolution is real, like there's any kind of evolutionary process. I mean, you know, like for some reason, cows, their blood and genetic genetically, cows are the closest DNA marker closest to mankind. Mm And so much so that, um, in an emergency, cow's blood can be used for blood transfusions into human beings. Right. Cause there's that compatibility. So that to say that Rh negative has a direct relationship to the rhesus monkey, which means we evolved, you know, you that have positive blood evolved from a rhesus monkey. No, there's just some unique connection somehow. Right. Doesn't right. mean that it's evolutionary. There's a connection just like a cow is to man. Pigs, the same kind of a situation with pigs. Now, in Hebraic Kabbalah, uh, mysticism connections, they, uh, there was one legend I remember reading that, uh, the reason, one of the reasons why the rabbis thought that, that pigs being an unclean animal was something that, uh, could not be eaten by humans was that, that that was somehow a genetic curse or manipulation it was put upon certain men that were made into pigs or turned into pigs now not literally magic you know they were turned into pigs but somehow there was some kind of genetic we know that genetic tampering was done before the flood by the sons of god doing all kinds of forbidden you know stuff so it could have very well been something like that where they were they were mixing the genes of humans with another animal that produced a pig it is strange that in cannibalism, I guess, um, humans taste very much like a side of ham. Huh. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Um, could that be part of the reason why the Lord said no pig? Stay yeah. from with pig." Could be. could be. Could be. Could be.
1: Well, I, I yeah. know when you consume pork, if you consume too much of it all the time, you, you can experience inflammation, excess inflammation in the body. You yep. know, um. I, I know that to be the case. I actually consume quite a bit of pork, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Dave.
0: Whatever. Sorry. Yeah, no. uh, I it's I... it's
1: cheap it's been cheap and readily available and I can't afford uh fish, so so Go sue me. Um,
2: I live in the land. of lakes. fish is like everywhere. Yeah, and
1: I love. Yeah.
0: Fish and yeah, I it love glows fish. in the dark. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, no, it that or It's got such a high concentration of mercury that you know if I'm whining about vaccination, we'll put eat some of the fish you got in the lake because it's more mercury in that than anything else. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, but um, it does does seem the uh, overconsumption of pork. Yes, it, it cause does. A
2: lot some, of health well,
1: hazards. A lot of uh, yeah, there's some health hazard there if con- yep. consuming too much
2: now me my only my main input of pork I bacon bacon can't be it can't possibly be like the rest of pork meat bacon is special you know i <laughs> i love bacon um but me i you know as long as i got beef i don't need anything else. beef is the best but I, I i because of my diet getting rid of the diabetes it's i have to have a certain diet and and uh, beef is something that I take in small doses anymore, but I do eat a lot of fish and I eat a lot of chicken, but I know how to spice up, spruce up chicken to make it, you know, chicken's good.
0: Yeah, it is. And I,
2: and I eat turkey burgers instead of, I, I like, I, I spice, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to, I want to, my ultimate goal, and this is terrible with uh, my ultimate goals. I want to get back on a motorcycle again. I started out in ministry on a bike. I want to end in ministry on a bike. And, uh, I want to beat the diabetes. So my doctor told me that he says, look, you know, and this is an MD. You know, they want to cut everything up and cut you up. This guy, his background is amazing. And uh, he told me, he says, Jim, if you really want to beat the diabetes, if you follow my diet and my diet alone will get you off all the pills, will get you off the insulin, the neuropathy, everything can be cured if you just follow the diet. You know what? I've been following it, and I'm feeling great. And already I got rid of all my heart medication. I got a new heart on on uh, valentine's day i got a new heart
0: there you go. and i'm
2: claiming it and i have not had any of my medication for heart disease or arterial sclerosis my veins were drying up i take this combination mixture that another man a friend of mine who's uh he had a worse heart condition than i had and he started taking this concoction and within six months he had his arteries so cleared that the doctor told him look you don't have to take any of this medication anymore you're Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I've been doing it only a few months, and I had to quit taking my medication because it was messing me up. I was getting dizzy. I was losing my balance and everything. I said, Lord, I'm can't. i in lockdown. I can't go to a doctor, but I don't think I should take this anymore. Can you show me? In in long story short, he showed me I can't take it. I haven't taken it, and I feel stronger. I feel more uh, clear. And I I looked up some of the things that I was taking, and two of them that I were taking – rob your body from from other things to give you clear arteries they have to rob vitamins from other places in your body which make it deficient which eventually puts you on a dialysis machine because your kidneys no longer function your liver doesn't function so i thought so that's a coin wow, toss which went,
0: about statins huh
2: statins yes two two of them i had two of the worst so when i quit taking them not only hey i saved a hundred dollars a month man and and pills plus the energy that i have now the stamina that i have now man it just motivated me that i'm getting back on a motorcycle man i'm getting rid of the neuropathy in my feet the lord has been healing me one thing at a time and right now on my insulin i take half dosage of what i normally take i'm starting to take even less than that so i've been weaned off completely by the time this lockdown's done, I'm going to be kicking over my own Harley and driving it off into the sunset. Man, it's cool. Good. I'm just getting, yeah. I am just getting so healed in so many ways. And it's all been natural stuff, but this crazy cocktail I take is like a level, uh, teaspoon of, um, turmeric, teaspoon of, um, oh, cayenne powder. <laughs> oh man, you got to drink this thing faster. It cauterizes your throat. Um, apple cider vinegar. Um, a, I take, a, a little pitcherful and a, and then an, um uh like a pinch of uh pepper mm-hmm. and just regular pepper and um uh a teaspoon or a tablespoon of honey and uh a whole lemon squeezed fresh squeezed lemon put in this mix mm. mix it all up a little bit warm water go up it down as fast as you can because if you don't you're gonna gag on the darn stuff and I'll tell you it has It has totally cleansed my artery system. And I feel, I feel, uh, and, you know, I lost from having esophageal cancer, I lost, um, 48 pounds. So I was, one time I was a Pillsbury doughboy, nice and chunky and fat, but I was strong. But, uh, I lost all that, but I'm, I'm down to, I was a size 3840, 200, 215 pounds, uh, at five foot six and a half. Wow. now i now i'm size 34 um hundred and sixty two pounds and I'm feeling great, great. i mean i feel great i look younger i feel younger I'm growing my hair back man the last two last two months I haven't you know my my electric razor broke so I don't shave my head anymore so I figured yeah I'll let it grow i thought you know i am growing my ponytail back again that looked kind of cool, but I, I got rid of it because back then people kept thinking I was part of a drug cartel from South America or something, you know, and I just I didn't like the If that's the way I looked, I figured milk added. I don't want to look like that, but I did like it. It was cool.
0: So with, your diet, with your diet, you're doing kind of like the same as opposite kind of thing then.
2: In <laughs> a the way, I, I you am.
0: Think about you it. Know,
2: and the thing, what I found out about, though, was this uh, COVID-19. Everything that I take is what kills it, helps kill it. Some of the simple things that, that um, supports your immune system and fights against uh, COVID uh, virus. Stuff so, like Clorox? Well, no, I'm not going to drink
1: <laughs> just Clor- drink, the clo- drink the Clorox.
2: Drink the Clorox, yeah, yeah, I take a shot every day, you know. I, I can't swallow anymore, but. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, isn't that sick how they just keep blasting Trump? I mean, Trump was, uh, he says he was only, you know, being facetious i don't think he was i think he was just saying look if it works you know try anything that works you guys are the experts i don't know what you know i don't know anything about this but if it works go for it
0: well the thing is that it does work it does work if you use light therapy you know they they i've seen it they show it online you know it's been around for for a couple of decades now what they do is they they uh they do a kind of like um
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah, they tap into your vein, and then um, as the blood runs through, they hit the blood with ultraviolet light, and it tends to kill anything that's in that part of the blood. And if they keep going, you know, the blood circulates. Well, you know. well I've I've
1: already heard that they were using UV lights to, uh, shine on the
2: second pipe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in homes, or you know, you you put it, you'd shine it on an object or something like that, and it would kill the virus that's on it. So if it Uh-oh. can kill on the surface of that then i don't see why it wouldn't be able to kill um you know inside the body as well so that's probably probably some merit to that
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well the thing is that bill gates has lost his attempt to come in and save mankind with his nanobot frankenstein uh, vaccination right and um so now that's why they're creating all this other tension so that people that are um that don't have patience. And let's face it, most Americans don't have patience anymore for anything. Right. You know, we, we want everything now and we don't want to have to wait. If the world war two generation you can see how much snowflakes our generation are, you know, even, even I shouldn't say our generation, how people are can, been conditioned today. I don't care whether you're a boomer or whether you're a millennium, we're all conditioned that we want it and we want it now. Right. And we're not tough enough. We're not strong enough or resilient enough to, weather it out some of us are but most of us aren't um i think those that have a military background not that i'm i'm just saying that we had we've been forced by the very nature of being in the military we were forced to be able to comply and to endure hardship we had no choice do that or die well most people don't have that kind of a position that they're thrown into but those that have have a military mm-hmm. or a police uh you know uh environment or a fireman environment it took discipline and structure to become who they are as a first responder so we all went through similar training like that if you have you learned to, that you can be more resilient and tougher and stronger than what you think you can be because you've been pushed to the limits through your training so nice. people and we're all basically like that if we can just quit complaining and just have something to Put our trust and faith in. And of course, if you're a Christian, you put your trust and faith in the fact that Lord loves us and wants to protect us. Um, and we can tough things out. We can be bigger than what we see ourselves. And uh, that's what's going to take to pull through a lot of this stuff. You know, we just have to have the patience to right. wait. You know, take a shortcut, man. Shortcuts all throughout the Bible. Everybody ever tried to take a shortcut, man. They don't. They don't succeed. They fail. They blow it.
0: Right. Well, there was a thing online the other day, and it said, um, could saying that, uh, you know, we can go back to things the way they were right now, you know, before before the lockdown and everything um, is like saying that. Uh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think of the terminology, the, the word usage, saying that we can go back to things back to normal things uh, while this epidemic is raging. Is like saying that like a parachute is saying, hey, the parachute has slowed me down. Now I can cut the cords. (laughs) 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 That makes so much sense to me. It does. It really does. Yeah. My goodness. You know, like we were talking before we got on the air. um, I'm not crazy about our governor. I think she's a communist. And and I think she's out out to to uh, further the cause of communism in, in the bigger cities here in Oregon and uh at, at the expense of the all the farmers and everything else but um she did one smart thing and that she uh she she shut things down um i think even before california did she's you know she, under under the advice of the you know state medical examiner whatever his name is or his title is she uh she shut everything down asked every first she asked everybody to stay home and then saw nobody was doing it and then she she made it into a rule um but, uh, if you look at the curves, like from New York and California and other places, you know, you got your sharp spike and then you got your, you know, like the backside of the wave, you know, where it kind of goes down gradually and then comes, goes down to nothing. Ours is basically a plateau. You know, we went up a little bit, plateaued, and now I think, you know, in another 30 days or less, we're going to start experiencing the lesser end of it and we'll, we'll get out of this, you know, but, um, I, I think it, it you know hunkering down, and like I was reading before from the uh from the spanish flu um back in nineteen seventeen and eighteen it, it was um it was peop- there it was the same thing exactly the same thing you know some people grew impatient, uh, others saw it as a threat from the government against the church you know they're not gonna tell us what to do and what, what have you been hearing about that right churches yeah. you know or the yeah. government's not gonna tell us what to do, you know, and it's only for a short while. You know, I, I, for me, you know, I can see how the this, the um some of those conspiracy people, you know, okay, well, this is the government's first attempt to try to shut down churches. Well, yeah, it could be, you know, but um, I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's that. I think that you know, if we just abide by what we've been asked to do, and what we've been asked to do has been a very simple thing, you know, stay home for goodness sakes. I yep. mean. If I could get away with staying home and not going to work, well, I'd love to fulfill her wishes, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, but what's so hard about that, you know? And it's just that in our society nowadays, you know, we, we live in a McDonald's fast food society, you know, where, you know, we want it now. We got to have it now. And, and we want to go out and have fun now. And, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you know, there there are times in life when you don't have fun. If you don't believe it, when well, you turn 60 and your body starts turning against you, yeah. uh, you know, um, and, and you will and it will. And um, but, you know, it's it's just a part of life. You know, let's let's just get through this. And, you know, if you want to use the conspiracy thing, well, he did it in 1917 and 18, too. And if you look at the, the era, the era past 17 and 18, it was the era of the the roaring 20s. Which was basically a very anti-government uh, and anti-establishment uh, period of our history, almost ridiculously. So it was uh, kind of like the '60s, you know. It
2: was prior to the '60s, but
0: it had the same rebellious, anti, you
2: know, everything, right, uh, kind of right. thing.
0: Well, so if history plays itself out like it always does, you know, um, it just might happen again the same way, you know. Yep. But in this in this instance, people are rebelling during it. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like,
2: you know, we we become less patient for that. You know, we're we're not going to wait. Let's just attack it right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I I heard somebody said today, you know, I don't know anybody that's had it. and I don't know anybody that knows somebody that's had it, you know, and that and that's a you know, that's a valid response. But at the same time, you know, it's uh, when you got a population of 320 million people and uh, only 100,000 have come down with it. Or however many it is, I think it's like 252,000 now. I've actually come down with it that they know of. Um, that's a drop in the bucket percentage-wise when it comes to the total population of the country. You know, I'm not trying to make it sound like it's anything hey. lesser. Hey,
1: yeah. Hey, Dave, could I, could I slightly correct you on on that stat a little bit?
0: Well, yeah, okay. I was just doing talking in general. But oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, all right, that's fine. I. You can you can continue. That's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just you know just throwing. No. Nope, so there. what is it? I'm just curious because I don't yeah. really know much.
1: In the United States, we've we yeah. have a million infected cases and fifty almost fifty seven thousand deaths.
0: Okay, so it's like the deaths in Vietnam. Yeah.
2: And how many how many of those are in
1: Detroit? Uh, well, I just... can I, I can't I can't nail it down per city, but I can nail it down per state. Um, in Michigan. As of right now, there was a total of about thirty-eight thousand cases, and it shows the total deaths at thirty-four hundred people.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So what's what's the, the total death uh, for for the United States?
1: 50, almost fifty-seven thousand. Okay, so 57. out of out of a million people infected. So.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just going to do the whole whole United States. Fifty-seven thousand divided by what is it? Uh, let's just say three hundred twenty million. Yeah. One, two, three, four, yeah, five. It's a pretty- six. It's zero point zero 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 one seven. So it's yeah. you know. And yeah. it's you know, and I'm not trying to minimize it. And you know, believe me, if, if if I had a family member that had it or or I had it or something like that, you know, I I would understand somebody coming out with these stats like I just well, said, but I would also understand that, you know, it is a serious thing
1: yeah it's it's not like it's really a plague per se it's more of a really really bad flu yeah. season yeah that's exactly. that's what it's turning out to be' I'm not minimizing mm-hmm. um what's going on, but you go through the stats and stuff and you gotta realize that you know even though the That's that's these are the people that they have been able to test with tests. Right. So there's a lot more than the million people infected with this. We know this to be the case. But but from what they said is basically 50 percent of the people that get this don't have any symptoms. Another 30 percent have very uh, minor to mild um, symptoms. And then really it's 20 percent, you know. And this is generally, it, is older, it can be older people, it can be younger people, but it's, the contrast is, it's everybody in this 20% that has underlying health issues mm-hmm. to begin with. Right. And, you know, you gotta, you have to face a fact, in certain countries, even like ours, we have a certain part of the population that's more sick. Um, right. Just because of yeah. bad food, processed food, and all that type of stuff, so...
2: Old I, think, age. I think if we don't have a second wave, it'll only be because of our superior technology, our superior ability to uh, manufacture and the resources that we have right. um, that, that nowhere else on the earth has that ability. And w- if we've not shown anything else, we've shown an amazing resilience to turn, you know, some of our beer manufacturers, our turning over to hand sanitizers. There's a plastic place that all of a sudden now they're making, um, shield guards for stores and then, you know, for stores to protect the, you know, at the cashier from the customers, um, um, face shields, you know, for when they're out first responders working, um, making masks that are, um, the, the, what is it? The D, um, 94 quality. m
0: 95.
2: Yeah. M 95 thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I not even close was I. <laughs> so, oh, okay. but I mean, yeah. but I mean, they're they're able to to turn their little factories over and start manufacturing just like we did in World War II. Everybody has that innovative ability and the freedom to do it and the desire to do it. So, I mean, we're a resilient people still. We're we're able to quickly adjust. I don't think, and we do it, I think, better than. Most any other country, so I I have confidence that this thing is going to blow over rather soon, and that we won't Maybe have a second too. one. But
1: but well, it, I wanted as, I wanted to ra- concern
2: me though that that too many people are doing too, are being too flippant with their attitude on this. Right. You know, I I have two family members that have the uh, COVID 19. I personally believe that I had the coronavirus and the COVID uh, 19. I've had both of them. I had them both once. I'll find out as soon as I'm, as soon as I can make an actual doctor's appointment. I'm going to get checked because if I, my blood has an antibody, I want to, you know, be a be a vampire. Take as much blood as I can possibly take because that means more people are going to live right. and survive, and I want to do that. I've been doing it through the power of prayer, but I believe God works in prayer, but He also works in in uh, the natural sense. So if my blood can. Um, I've been told, you know, one person's blood can heal 40 people. 40 people can end up healing thousands of people, you know, the ripple right. effect of that. So let's get it done. Let's do it, man. Get me out of here. But I I know I had it. I, I've i had the H1. um I had the mutation when you had the H1N3, I think is what H1 I had. H1N1, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had the H1N1. I had the H1N3. Um But, you know, it, it made me sick. But when I had this other thing back around Thanksgiving last year, Everything that was an immune, um, deficiency disease that I had. I had sciatic nerve pain. I had a uh, slip disc with sciatic nerve. I had, um, arthritis. I had, um, my heart disease, arteriosclerosis. Um, all those different pains and the diabetes, all those different pains flared up and flamed up to its maximum all at right. one time. Um, man, I'm not kidding you. It's like, you know, the devil say, I hey, just put a bullet in your head and you can end it all, you know. Yeah, and then then I end up not doing what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not that dumb devil. I might be going through hell, but God's going to see me through it. Right. But, I mean, it, it got to that point. I mean, there's so much pain. It's like how much I can't take anymore. So I went through that once. And then the second time, it was not as bad, but it still was not fun. Um, I think right. there was a third time, but it lasted only a three, three or four days, real quick. like But by then, I knew all the mineral deficiencies I was taking. I was on this other regimen for my arteries, and everything that I was doing and everything I had was killing everything that was a virus. <laughs> At the same time, right. the right. second time, what probably prolonged it, when I had pain, guess what I was taking for the pain?
0: Oh, Motrin, probably, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd be ibuprofen. Probably-
0: yeah. It's yeah. like,
2: oh, my God, you know, God, and even in my stupidity, you were saving me because I was already taking the vitamin regimens and everything that I should have taken to counteract it. So it it made it miserable. It made it longer to endure, but I still yeah. pulled through. But I think the biggest thing I pulled through is I had my faith in God. I knew that I wasn't dying. I knew this thing would make me sick, but I knew I wasn't going to die. I just right. knew it. My yeah. my one family right now that's struggling, it's been an up and down battle. He's a Christian, a strong leader. And he's got strong faith. He's got a strong mind. I know that as a man thinketh so he is, he knows, I think deep down inside, even though he's not conscious right now, I know that he knows that God can heal him and will heal him. And I think he's going to survive just right. because he's got that strong faith and it'll pull him through. But I keep praying for him and, and believing that God's going to um, heal him. So. You know, when when some people tell me, "Well, I don't even know anybody," so it, to me, it could be just a conspiracy. I don't know anybody. Well, if you don't know anybody and live in Detroit, I don't. Maybe, maybe you maybe don't know that many people.
0: Of course, the one, me, <laughs> yeah. well, the one that told me. somewhere.
2: Well, the one who told me that, though, knows hundreds of thousands of people in this city. So
0: uh-huh. I think
2: it's rather strange. But I mean, but it has hit me very personally. I mean, even myself. I know that I've had it. I know my son had it. My youngest son. He's got a wife and four kids. They've all had it. They right. survived. He survived.
1: Uh. Uh-huh. Do we want to? Do we want to discuss how this thing's going to die?
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, guys, and I'm kind of happy about this. We <clears throat> prayed and gave this night over to the Lord, and so He directed it. But you know, do you realize that we haven't talked to anything about the same but opposite? Well, we we touched <laughs> on you know a little what? bit. Yeah. You know what? What, I, what I'm saying is we can do it next week, and I think maybe uh, when I can have a chance to advertise a little bit more too. And all of us, I think we'll get more people maybe in our chat room to contribute. I really want to hear from them. I really want to make an effort to reach out and to get people's input on this.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: So I don't know. I mean, one of you are looking at the chat room to
0: see is, is I know is probably have, still, but yeah, she's still here. We have one person. So,
2: oh, Winsong, you're so sweet. You're always there. Thank you. Yeah. She is. But you know, I think we'll get more. I I know some people if they know they have an opportunity to be able to have input they'll they'll take advantage of that. Um yeah. I just didn't I was so busy with other things today I didn't even uh, Eric, didn't even get to...
0: Eric's going to tell us how it's going to die. Yeah, go ahead, Eric, tell yeah. us. Uh,
1: well, my thought on this is when the seasonal change in humidity yeah hits and you know it's obviously going to be the warmer part of the we're coming into the warmer part of the the, the year the summertime right. uh-huh. this this thing's going to die on the vine yeah. um almost you know immediately now there could be a a second wave it's possible you know um at the end of the year i i i don't know on that but as far as i can tell this thing's going to die on the vine and you know After they fail with this virus, you know, something we need to talk about is what is what is their next play um, against Trump? I believe I know what it is and I know that Jim knows what it is. Um, I don't know if we want to discuss it now or if we want to
0: discuss it. Why don't you make an introduction? and We can talk about it next Monday. And we'll
2: segue into it because, you know what, that plays right into the same and opposite. What is yep. going to happen next is going to be same and opposite, and that's the spin. So this is a perfect segue you know, into that. So go ahead.
1: Well, when all else fails, what do you, what do, you do against a sitting president? You, uh, you attempt to uh, eliminate, em. eliminate em. him, kill him. So there's something about that, and Jim, you echoed it in your dream. Uh, it was also echoed on a show, I think, with Sid Roth. There was yep. somebody that was having, I don't know if it was they had a dream or if it was they were having some prophetic thing um, that was giving that indication that um, they were going to uh, kill him or, well, they're they are going to be successful in doing so in the terms of the natural, but the supernatural <laughs> will be used to bring him back. Amen. Which would be quite something because I'm thinking about this. how. How is this man, you know, with all this going on, you know, win, an, win another election, you know, the way the media is just beating him up and, you know, but yet he's going to. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I mean, what, you know, when Reagan got shot, you know, I'm sticking back to that, that that rallied people around him as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see that same maybe that same effect again, but I do think the economy is literally going to just take off like a, a rocket again. Yep. Yeah. I, I really do. I, it's just going to bounce back in a way that you know most people aren't not going to understand. Um, so
2: do I. So uh, oh, all this dinar that I got was given to me. And it's it was <laughs> you know, and all the people that have saved all this dinar and the the zims and all that stuff. Ah, you got stuck with monopoly money. It ain't going to crash.
1: <laughs> nope, right. it's not. Right.
2: See my not- my president he got me, he got himself a time machine so he know what everything gonna be before it happens so oh that sounds so, so freaky god that sounds so take
0: into account also that uh, <laughs> if the JFK Jr thing is true then that, that's gonna add all the more to it <laughs> well oh, I saw yeah. I saw a post somewhere about
1: uh, had Trump talking to JFK Jr and he's like you want me to pick you up where yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let me get this straight. After, after, after you, after you get out, get out of the plane in the ocean or
0: something. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what. <laughs> after you fake the plane crash, I pick you up. Where, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's,
1: gonna, that's gonna be, be glorious.
2: Where, where and when do I pick you up?
1: <laughs> right. right, it's where and when. Where and uh, when?
2: 1890.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll pick you up. All back. right. Like Doc Brown.
0: Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and, and my advice to Hillary Clinton is if you really want a seat, I think one's opened up in uh, North Korea. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see that picture? Oh,
2: my God. That was ugly. Oh.
1: We, yeah, we, that's something else we should probably discuss, you know, what will happen to North Korea now um, yeah. in light of all this.
2: Well, it kind of looks like – which one was it? Was it uh, Kim sister. Clement?
1: Well – Come, my understanding come, come. is that north korea and south korea will become one
2: one
0: yeah right Yep. well
1: this and is uh north chance. Com, communism will die in north korea
0: this is a chance yep. for the south to make overtures towards the north if they're not doing so already you know come join us yep. join in our prosperity everybody will be able to eat everybody will have health care you know it's yep. uh you know it's and if anything, it'll cause the people in the north, if they have any fortitude, it'll cause them to revolt and want to join with the south. So.
2: Well, it it might even very well be that you know there'll be there's such a diversity within his ranks. Everybody's used to listening to the Kims or they die. Right. And now all of a sudden, some of them are going to realize, you know, for the first time, I can have my own thoughts. I can have my own. What do I want to see? I think a lot of them will actually defect. Because they want to be unified, they don't want right. to put up with this kind of fear and,
1: and. Well, it's getting more difficult not to see the outside world for what it is. Right. You, you know, you're, you're, they're having a much more difficult time with the internet and stuff like that. You can only.
2: Well, and I and I think because Trump actually made connections with Kim Jong Un, as evil as he was, but I think it's going to help these other generals and leaders in North Korea realize we can trust them. They're not right. going to do They're not going to kill us. They don't hate us. We can trust them. I think we can hop on board and all be unified and everything's going to be good. Right. Because right. they know that he's not part of the new world order. He's not part of the rich elite. I think right. that's the only reason why Kim Jong-un, once he realized that, wow, you're really not part of them guys. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, that's why he was even willing to listen. That's why probably Trump knew that he had a, an end to it um, because if he could get his trust, then when he's gone – all the rest of them will also have the trust, and they'll know that, you know, if we if we did yield and unite with South Korea, we're not going to be war criminals. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to kill us. They're going to let us live. We can trust them. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping. I think that's what's going to end up happening. It, there won't even be that much violence. I think, yeah, there's going to be some going to going to, you know. Still be hardcore, but I don't think that's going to be a very small few. The majority of them would probably love to be just reunited and forget all of the cloak and dagger crap. Oh, wrong one. So it'll <laughs> be interesting.
0: Yeah. 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 Sorry, I meant what, to send you a picture. I think I sent.
2: Image. <laughs> when are you going to send me a pumpkin?
0: Yeah, um, I was gonna say yeah, pumpkin. pumpkin again. Yeah, it's pumpkin time. I know.
2: But you know, I you know, we gave this to God. We didn't really talk too much about saving and opposite, but I, everything we talked about was important and it was very relevant. So that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he saw <shot> the picture. <laughs> oh my <laughs> do, you,
1: do you know that she's want She's worn those uh, that outfit though. In yeah. Uh huh. A similar outfit uh, during uh, her campaign, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she did. It's, she did. it's yeah. the it's yeah.
1: the it's the same dictator outfit that you know. Chairman Mao cr- outfit. Yeah. Right, in the mouth mal- that Mao wears. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if you want to share that with the audience. Nice one.
2: That was a different picture. That he popped up. It was uh. Trump
0: wearing a huge sombrero i don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's a somebody that I think he's a, a Mexican guy too, and he posts these uh these mexican uh, word of the day things, <laughs> and this is kind of a take on it. the Mexican word of the day is lysol the media lies all the time, so everything Trump says, and you are st- stupid enough to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what were we doing with the humor of the internet, huh? I'll tell you <laughs> so well guys'm I'm, I'm gonna bid you a farewell a yeah. fair ado actually and um, and uh, so we've got a topic for next week. We're gonna talk about a couple of things uh, same but opposite and uh, and uh after, after the coronavirus, what next?
1: Yeah right. mm-hmm. what yeah. what the last uh, card in the deck that they're gonna try yep.
0: Yeah,
2: okay. See you yeah, in that's getting old.
1: Yeah, Bye. that's a good one.
2: Well, that's, that's why I keep thinking, you know, is it's like, you think there's going to be an election next year? You really do? Seriously?
1: Oh, um, no, I think. I, yeah, I think there will be.
2: Yeah, maybe Gretchen will run for president. I don't know. She's not going to be vice president now. Biden's already got a couple other flunkies that are more willing to forgive his uh, graping, grappling of, of women and, and say okay. but. Uh,
0: well, there's a reason why he hasn't made a play against Michelle Obama. <laughs> that's all I'm going to
2: say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's afraid she'd deck him. Yeah. She he, she used to be a basketball him. player, you know. Yeah, he'd deck him. That's
0: what I mean. She used to be a baseball player. <laughs> I mean, a football. No, football. University of Oregon, as a matter of fact. Oh, gosh. About 40 minutes from here.
2: <laughs> I got to say, the Ducks are a pretty good team, that's for sure.
0: No, nah, no, nah, the Beavers. No, nah, the Ducks stink. <laughs> what? Oh, I just heard a hay from the other room. <laughs> okay. So the content. Well, so, you know, here, the ducks don't stink, the the ducks cont- are good. Yeah. Well, but they're in a place that is terrible. Um, Anyway, yeah. So I I, I got to leave you guys and and take up the fight against the ducks here in the other room.
1: <laughs> All right, sounds good.
2: Uh, go Lions, go Lions, yeah. go go
0: go! Keep on going. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Well, God bless you, and um, I'm gonna God bless our audience. Thank you for coming. Thanks. Thank you, Win Song, for your participation. You're awesome, and um, Folks, just have have a a quick prayer. Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. Just have a little quick prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this broadcast tonight. We pray, Lord, that, that through all this pandemic, Lord, that for your children, your people, Lord, I pray that you'll give all of us a balance, that we'll stay out of the politics. Lord, we'll stay out of representing anyone or anything other than you and those that we can represent only because they're conforming to you. Help us not to be deceived by this virtual world. Help us not to be deceived by the fake news, by all of the the people that are unsure and insecure and following every window of doctrine of uh, conspiracy ideas. Lord, that there might be truth in some of these, but it seems like the powers that be are putting such a spin on it. They're They're just getting us, trying to knock us off balance from what your plan is. Help Lord, help everybody to tap into your plan, to see what your plan is, to see that you've not, you've not blinked, you've not, um, hesitated in one moment, that you are in total control, always have been and always will be. That even though we don't see things quite the way we want them to happen or the way we think they should happen, that you have everything in control. Help us to conform ourselves to your will to your plan help us not to be victims that will interfere with your plan that didn't work out too well for judas and i don't think any of us want to fall into that kind of category help us lord to be faithful serpents that even when you say freaky things like eat my blood or drink my blood and eat my flesh that would be the faithful ones that said we don't understand it. it's crazy but we trust you lord we trust it we have nowhere else to go so lord if you've truly raised Trump, to be your mouthpiece, to be a representative, help people, help your children to see and to know your plan and to trust him, that he is reflecting your love and your care for all of us, that we can trust that and rely that you are working with him. We can see him a humanist, but we can also see him as somebody that's been called to your purpose in this day, time and hour. Lord, help us to become one so that we can be all on the same page and fight the battle that needs to be fought, not looking at politics, not looking at gender, not looking at race, not looking at social stature, but looking at us as all elements to your kingdom, your end-time army that's going to fight and defeat the powers of the enemy. I ask this in your mighty and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Nighty-night. Nighty-night, all.
0: Good night, audience. Good night. Good night, you guys. We'll talk to you (laughs) before next monday. All right. That sounds good. Okay. Bye guys. Bye-bye.